Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of the List Wars podcast show. My name is Michael Moran, and with me I've got Will McKenzie. Hey there. And we heard your feedback. You said you wanted him back. Couldn't get enough of him on the Hose episode. We got Alec Bowling himself here tonight. What's up? It's good to be back. Hey, it's good to have you. The the people loved you. We're happy you're here. Uh, an episode that will go down in the history books on hose head settings. It was a good one. I know uh, Will was riled up about it, and yeah, one cast member in particular. <laughs> and I would like to publicly say, and I said this off off air, is that um, I am now stating that AJ Yorio is my sworn enemy. Uh, <laughs> Not really because of his choices in said episode, um, just because of his personality. So, oh uh, yeah, I want that to my, be public. I my friend Drew, who sits next to me at work, he came back into the office. He slammed his Chipotle on his desk and he turned to me and said, "The soaker setting does not look like somebody just got hit with an RPG in Saving Private Ryan." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's my friend AJ. Uh, yeah. And my mom, my my wonderful mother, she said, how can you not love AJ and everything? <laughs> and I don't know. Will, you can write a letter to my mom and tell her. He's I'm a divisive add. figure. I'm going to say some yeah. things to your mother that she's going to not love. Yeah. <laughs> she will it, weep. Yeah. So uh, please keep sending in your feedback, List Wars Nation, on how you felt about the Hose Head Settings episode and AJ Oreo. Uh, we got how, a lot of you. How, how do you reach? Do you like email? Are these emails that you're reading? Emails or to, most to of the people just like no. Listwarspodcast at gmail dot com. Okay, thank you. We've so been over just... this. <laughs> oh, okay. Were you like playing? Oh, you. Some people just know. like no, really DM hate mail or throw bricks at my window. There's been a lot of like <laughs> chatter about action stars. People really wanted Bruce Willie up there, and I get he's mm. like a transformative guy in that role, but. He's not big and important to me. I know him as an old, washed-up guy. Yeah. I feel like he's tapped yeah. out way too much in the last 15 years to really be a great. Mm-hmm. Or, or top five, rather, because he is a great, but, I mean, the guy is limping across the finish line, if you will. Yes. Yep. Well, he was one of the first men to make limping cool. Like, it was mm. all Stallone and, and Schwarzenegger. Limping and then, around. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves, like, he walk-limped so that Keanu Reeves could run limp. <laughs> 10 years later like he really set that precedent bruce willis so we got to pay him the the tip of the cap but he's yeah, not my top yeah. five also if you i was trying to think of like what emma watson is good in when i was editing last week's because will was telling me she sucks so write in if you have thoughts on that i i need to rewatch perks of being like, a wallflower but you know okay, what i love okay okay i will stop oh. that is maybe her only good movie because the movie is good alec i don't know if you listened to last week about little women but i mean it came out today so I made I made a claim that Emma Watson isn't a good actress. That does Dude. not take away from her humanity. <laughs> no, but as it shouldn't. Dude, I'd like to take that further and say Emma Watson couldn't act her way out of a paper bag. Get All it, right. get <laughs> it, buddy, get it. That's I brutal. take it back, fucker. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> we just. But saying. I think that made her perfect for the role of Meg, who's the most boring of the March sisters. Get it. Get oh it. my get God. It. We were oh talking about how there wasn't enough crude male humor on this podcast. Oh my God. So I yes. was gonna say. Beauty and the Beast. That is one of my favorite live renditions of the classic Disney era. There are so mm. many uh, 
describer words in that. There's so many adjectives. Uh, <laughs> live action remake Disney yes. movies. Yes. In yes. 2017. In 2017. Yep. Uh, also, when you said... Uh, She's reading lines. I feel like they're all reading. I feel like that nope. movie we talked about Little Women enough. I know. I feel like it's like this doesn't a bad thing. It's like the perfect Hallmark movie. Like it's got everything that's cheesy in a Hallmark movie, but in the best way. Like it's hmm. it's and so like I feel like mm. you expect some like piffy little like oh my biggest dream is to be an actress on the stage. Like you kind of got to buy into that level of. Like her conversation wasn't the most natural, but I think a lot of people's weren't the most natural in that movie. Hmm. No, you're wrong. But let's keep moving. Let's do letters. <laughs> okay, let's keep moving. Letters. Yes. Uh, so I just want to hop into the mailbag. Our, one of our favorite friends of the show, David Sable. Uh, he writes in Mike and List Wars contributors. That's you guys. I think I'm Mike. <laughs> Neil Pert, the drummer of my favorite band Rush, died a couple weeks ago. Mm. As a remembrance of him, I listed all or I listened to all 15 or so of Rush albums and. He uh, made a list of his top five. I don't know if you guys are Rush fans at all. I recognize that Neil Peart is like one of the greatest drummers, but outside of 2112, I don't know much Rush. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to become a Rush fan, here is Rush expert David Sable's list. Number one, okay, we'll go, we'll backtrack it. Number five, Clockwork Angels. The last full, the last album fully realizes the return to form. Number four, 2112, really defined Rush for David. Permanent Waves at number three, Moving Pictures at number two, and the album which he says every single song is great to incredible, Hemispheres. Hmm. Okay. Right is, are you guys Rush fans? Well, is Rush, isn't that like the Jonas Brothers like cover band? Uh, it's the, they're the Canadian Jonas <laughs> oh, Brothers. Oh, is he referring to Big Time Rush? <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> The Nickelodeon that's so. band? I think so. Oh, and he okay. says, P.S., I'm a fan of Thumb and Jet Hose settings. I don't oh. know how it wasn't number one Jets across the board. Shock of the century. That was that was insane to me. Yeah. Um, but thank you, David, for your support. I've been trying to you know, get more into beer so we can do a beer episode with you sometime. Uh, is that a good New Year's resolution? Drink, drink more beer? <laughs> I would say just drink more alcohol, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll try for you. I got to get rid of this water. Um, mm. But yeah, you can keep sending stuff. We can dig back in there toward the end. That was just, I thought that was a fun one. R.I.P. Neil Pert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we, Will and I talked before. We almost caught an audible on Little Women and did top five Kobe Bryant shots before last week. Ooh. But we thought it was a little close to home. <laughs> it was yeah, 40 minutes after yeah. his death was announced. Oh, yeah. That would be a little fresh, if you will. Yeah, RIP Black mm. Mamba. Yeah, no. Uh, literally threw a grenade in a game the next day and yelled Kobe. So, yeah, uh, I'm still representing number 24. <laughs> okay, uh, so in tonight we're doing another podcast, guys. We're still alive. We're still out here. Still grinding. Um Let's let's set some expectations, okay? Mm, so yes. this we're talking movies this week. There are going to be spoilers for listeners and hosts. So I hope you two have made peace with your movie gods now, and yeah. we're <laughs> we're ready to go long and wild. And uh, for the listeners, I can try to look for opportunities to put time codes in the show notes. So if you look at the show notes, it might have spoilers for what movies make our lists. But I'll tr- if there's an opportunity to block out major spoilers. 
I'll do that. So you can find them there if you hear us bring up a movie that you have not seen yet and care to see spoiler free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that sound like a good idea? That sounds like a great idea. And I am also going to very quickly and sporadically like ruin every movie. And so like, you'll never know when it's coming. So it's like every 15 to 20 seconds, I'm going to say a spoiler. It's going to be impossible to time code this episode. Deal. You're welcome. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But 2019 movies, mm-hmm. a big mm. year for media in general. I think like the three biggest things that the world is obsessed with wrapped some sort of arc with uh, Avengers, Star Wars, Game of Thrones. Blech. Mm. Big... Blech. Sorry, That's... I was one of the people who were burned worse than the citizens of King's Landing by the, Am by I the finale. Right? Of the oh, my gosh. He's back, baby. Freaking <laughs> jokes galore. Oh, Get him, yes. Alec. Alec, oh, the king of comedy. I've been it. sitting on that joke well, since May. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just waiting for your moment. Uh, you bought that mic. You bought that mic ten months ago. <laughs> just waiting for this. Um, so, and speaking of 2019 and movies, let's get like a quick around the horn intro. I mean, Will is a, a film nut. Alec is a professional actor. He probably knows a lot of these people we're going to be talking about in these movies. You know, he goes bowling and plays cards with them every now and then, I'm sure. Him and Kevin Spacey are so close. Him and the space dog. Closer than ever these last few years. Oh, you know. He's really needed a shoulder to cry on these last year, and you know. Uh, I'm glad you could be there for him. So, uh, Will, how, how do you feel about movies and 2019? What a what a vague question. Well, I just like to say, like, you know, it's like give us your your hey, here's my <laughs> yeah, not twenty nineteen so, okay, movies, you. like movies meet, and also meet the, the year of twenty nineteen. <laughs> okay. Tell me so, your low point of twenty nineteen. <laughs> unrelated to any movies whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh I said last week, if you uh listen to every episode, you'll this is gonna be a repeated thing, but uh I, th- I feel like the best year of movies uh, in the last 10 years was 2016. Mm. And I'll that take. that uh, that push forward movies like Moonlight and Manchester by the Sea, La La Land, um, so on and so forth. You so, mentioned Hell, and, Hell or High Water, which I have Hell or High seen. Water. Yeah. Um, so Should good. I go watch that? I put it yes. on the list. 100%. I don't know what it's about, but I'm going to go watch it. Uh, so Don't I tell was, me. I would say that uh, 2019 was a good year of movies. Um, it was fun. I watched a lot towards the end. It was a busy year for me. So I watched a lot in the last two months, which I kind of liked because it put all those best movies right in a row. And so really, I would say f- uh, four out of the top five I saw in the last three months. Oh, ah. telling. Okay. Yeah. Big if true. <laughs> We're gonna have to fact check that. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna need Alec, stubs. What about, what about you, man? <laughs> yeah, I think uh the twenty nineteen was a good year for film. I wasn't crazy about twenty eighteen overall. I thought it was kind of a, a down year, so I felt like twenty nineteen was kind of a return to form with with some things mm-hmm. that were kind of adventurous, but also some things that just took some not necessarily new ideas, but executed on them really, really well. Um, so I thought it was a really like good cats. year overall. 
Although I did think the year was a little bit top heavy, like like for me and what we'll get into with mm. my personal list is I feel like there are a few real standouts and then the others like the rest of the pack for me is kind of indistinguishable. Um, but yeah, but we can get into those details. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm Michael and <laughs> I <laughs> we're going around the room here. I like movies. So we'll. I was one to always suggest a sport or a video game or a board game over movies. I like doing things more than watching things. But, Will, you kind of got me back into movies like a few years back when you got me on the Weekly Planet, which is a podcast we love because they talk about a movie every week. So all of a sudden I want to go see a movie every week because I want to know what they're talking about. So this is probably definitely the year I saw the most movies and uh, naturally, I ranked them all in a Google sheet. And it was, yeah, I think a lot like what you said. Very good year overall, but I think, man, we got some big hitters in the last half. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, least favorite thing about movies this year is when people, I show up really late usually, and people are in my seat. Like, who, like, if everything's reserved seats this year and. Like if someone buys it, they're going to show up and be like, I'll just move to the middle. They're not here yet. And then it's like, you know, I want to fight this person, but I can't because the movie's yep. starting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Although, thanks for letting me vent that. The movie going experience has come a long way. You know, I remember 10 years, it, 10 years ago it was sticky floors and, you know, uncomfortable seats. Yeah. But now, you know, we're sitting in recliners, yeah. automatic ones. Yeah. T- yeah so- 10 years ago, they wouldn't let me bring a beer into the theater. Yeah. <laughs> He's a seventeen-year-old. Uh, so I, I would, th- I'll have a hot take on this: is that I don't actually love the reclining seats very much. Like they're, a, I get a little antsy in them. Mm. I want to like. But there's room I, I to ants. I, I want a standing theater, not <laughs> God, not not freak. leveled, not leveled <laughs> oh. in any way. You're so there's no like tears. There's no cinema tears. I just want flat. It's like a concert. Uh, my like, least favorite like thing about concerts is that you have to stand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, like, if it's, like, a really, the, like, intense movie, there's, like, a mosh pit. <laughs> and at the end, if it's a good movie, Jason Statham jumps out and crowd surfs. Yeah. <laughs> through the screen. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. I saw The Meg this year. Do you guys see The Meg? Dude, I watched I The Meg not. this year, too. Dude, I saw it in uh, theaters. Oh. <laughs> Dude, great. that was a That's fun badass. damn movie, man. <laughs> it was also the worst movie ever made, Wait, but it was oh, so yes. much fun. Yeah. What's the what's let's give a List Wars Oscar for worst movie of the Ooh. year. Start it off. Okay, uh, like objectively worst movie I saw was Glass. Like I enjoyed Wait, nothing oh. about it. <laughs> and I literally like fell asleep during. <laughs> I'm looking at a spreadsheet of 50 movies and at the very bottom I actually just swapped these is Glass, but I on a, on rethinking, I decided Speaking of King's Landing, Amelia Clark in Last Christmas jumped to the very bottom for me. Really? I think that's I even worse that than Glass. Yeah. What was so bad about Last Christmas? Oh my god. Well, it's got a twist for the century. Spoilers for Last Christmas. <laughs> Amelia Clark, I will give her props. She is like I respect actors who go for it. Like she doesn't care how bad the movie is. She is committed to acting and and given 110%. But there is little redeeming about it. The best thing about that is the male lead's outfit. He has good fashion. That's, uh-huh. like, the best quality in that film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, but the good God, <laughs> you guys should watch it sometime. <laughs> I, <I'm>, we, <laughs> okay, spoilers for Last Christmas. Do you want to know the twist? Yeah, I think I know it, right? Well, is the guy what? dead? Yeah, the guy's yeah. dead, right? Um, yeah, he has her heart. Well, like, he has her that's heart. why he sees her. So she received a heart transplant and like was sick last Christmas because he literally gave her his heart. Wow. He was hit by a bus and she oh. gets his heart and she's the only one who can see him. So she's been on dates with this guy who's just alive in her heart. Whoa. Okay. Right? And yeah, it was <laughs> slightly worse than glass. I'm fun- glad you said glass though, Alec. What about you, Will? Um, the Meg was pretty bad, but also pretty good. I, that was a weird one. I felt a lot of things. Uh, the worst movie I saw this year was Ma. Oh, with, uh, that was so that. disappointing. Octavia Spencer, not scary at all, and was maybe the biggest like <laughs> ending letdown ever. It turned into like Saw, but then quickly turned like a, a corner and wasn't it anymore. Uh, I've never even heard of this movie. Octavia Spencer. Uh, wow, is real bad. Yeah. So this is the interesting thing. So uh, I'm, Will's a big trailer guy. I'm a big, I think it's worth considering trying to just go into movies without seeing trailers ever. It's just been much more enjoyable for me personally. But I just listen. I, my friend Noah at work sees like every movie and he tells me names of ones to go see. And so I feel like I miss out on a lot of ones that aren't good. I've never seen this, but yeah. I'll add it to the list. Is it good, bad or not worth no, watching? No, not worth watching. Do not okay. watch it. Okay, and Meg is the autobiography about Megan McCormick, correct? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, we can talk about movies that weren't terrible. Do you guys want to do that? Yeah, let's get it. Heck yeah! Also, right. I got disconnected for a second, but I'm back. I wasn't ignoring anyone. Oh, it's okay. No, Will was talking shit about you in oh, no. New York. Oh boy, classic. He said concrete <laughs> jungle, more like concrete fungal. All right, oh, nailed okay. it. <laughs> Basil. Okay. Do you want me to start off? Will, please, please start off. Uh, This is this is really really hard Um, because, like I said, I had a lot of really good movies this year, and the criteria for these movies, um, some of them I go with like how it made me feel, and Mm -hmm. other ones I went with man that was like really good cinema, and so I think this one is hard. My number five. Because I thought it was some of the best, like cinematography, story, and acting I saw all year. It makes me really sad that it's number five, but the reason it's number five is because I left the theater like hurting. Um, and so my number five movie is The Lighthouse. Oh my god! <laughs> the, uh. the The Lighthouse did was one of these movies that just like ripped out my soul mm-hmm. and Willem Dafoe, maybe the biggest Oscar snub of the year was Is he not perf- nominated. No, he mm. was perfect in this movie. Perfect. The Oscars suck. And then uh, Robert Pattinson was great. And I just rewatched the monologue from The Lighthouse last week, and it's so good. And if you've seen The Lighthouse, you know which monologue I'm talking about. I know which when, monologue you're talking about. When Willem Dafoe just goes off, and then Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson at the very end just responds with some quippy, like, all right, I like your cooking, I guess. All right, it's fine, just, I like your cooking. <laughs> oh, Alec, so you could good. be in that movie. <laughs> you could be a stunt double. I was the understudy for The Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay guys that's so 
I've got uh, of the or forty nine movies I saw in uh, twenty nineteen. That's and impressive. The yeah. or no, I didn't. See, I saw like twenty in in twenty twenty. These are just twenty nineteen movies. Um, but the lighthouse is sitting at a hot forty four. Whoa. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing, though. Like the thing I was just saying. It's so ironic that you bring this up or coincidental. I love going into movies blind. My I, Noah just gives me a name of a movie to go see, or one of my you or one of my other podcasts, and that has literally never backfired, except for this movie. Because yep. if you're going on your fun Saturday to see a movie and you are expecting anything but the lighthouse, and it's the <laughs> lighthouse, you are going to have a terrible time. Like. Mm-hmm. It's just the most different you could make a movie, mm. which is unreal. Like, I was not expecting 4-3 ratio, black and white, Edward Cullen weird mermaid <laughs> sex. Like, what the hell? Like, I'll give you, it's a spectacle. Talk about acting. They are going for it, and there, there's this really weird, like, static between those two characters. Mm-hmm. But I was not physically prepared for the hauntingness of that movie and just how weird it was. Uh, so I had a bad experience, but that sounds like it might be my fault. Literally the only time where this has backfired, because it's so fun just being surprised by movies these days. But this one, I, I needed to to have some primer. Yeah, for me with The Lighthouse, I was super pumped going into it because I really like Robert Eggers. And I, I, do you guys see The Witch? I thought The Witch yeah. was awesome. I thought so The Witch uh-huh. just rocked. So I was super stoked going into this. Uh, and when I came out, it was like there were things I liked about it, but also things I wasn't really crazy about i felt pretty whelmed by it um like i thought like you said well like um willem defoe and robert pattinson were both fantastic like i thought they were the strongest part of it all and i also really love like the Mm -hmm. atmosphere like just the i thought all the like decisions they made like you were saying mike with the four three ratio and the black and white and just like the production design overall was just like really cool and kind of like put you there and was beautiful and haunting and just like Mm-hmm. kind of you know delightfully creepy um but what i didn't like about it is i thought they went a little too lean on like the plot i thought they went a little mm. too open for interpretation where i kind of would have liked a bit more of a definitive stance about hey here's what's actually happening here because you know i thought things just got a little too hazy and it made me you know yeah. kind of question what the character's motivations really were but not in a way that like not in a way that I felt enriched the story. I was just more a little confused in a confusing way rather than confused in a fun way. Yeah. But good God, can that guy toss a seagull around? Yeah, he can. (laughs) Oh buddy. (laughs) Seagull fans do not watch this movie. (laughs) I feel like this is maybe the only, and it's funny because I was just looking through my list and there's other movies in there that maybe should have taken the number five spot, but th- this one got my number five spot solely based on the acting. Mm. The acting was so good that I was like, it deserves everything. Like Willem Dafoe <laughs> is a champion, um, and he so he, they got my number yeah. five spot. So the acting is five. the acting is what gave it the edge for me to bump it above dark phoenix in the end i was real close but it is right above dark phoenix there but i can still list you 42 movies that i liked more than it this oh year. boy i'm sorry because i i get that like i like robert pattinson i'm excited to see robat pattinson in these new 
Batman yeah. movies, but what uh, wasn't for me? Wasn't my day for that one? Maybe yeah, I'll yeah. rewatch it. I'll, I'll I'll try to gain the courage to give it a rewatch. Eh, you don't have to. <laughs> I'm kind of interested. If I can get in the right mood, I'll, <laughs> next yeah, time just... I kill a bird, I'll fire <laughs> that up. What's so? I forget how it ends. I think are they? Is it just them being crazy? How do we interpret this? Like, I don't know. I'll be honest. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Alec. Okay. Give us something that's easier to digest. Please tell me that Hobbs and Shaw is your number five. No, that's my number one. We'll get to that. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Uh, No, but so like I was saying earlier, things are kind of top heavy for me. So like my five and four, I don't necessarily feel really strongly about. Like I feel like my four, five, six, and seven are all sort of like interchangeable, but I'm not, I'm not going to waffle. I'm going to make a pick. Um, so in that okay. number five spot, for similar reasons as for you, Will, um, is Marriage Story. Uh, I thought oh, Marriage man. Story was really solid. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that, you know, story-wise it was anything necessarily mind-blowing. Although I did really like kind of getting a glimpse behind the curtain about of how, you know, a process can kind of start well-intentioned. And then because this system is kind of jacked up and, and favors... Um, knife fighting and being um sort of shallow and and trying to really um take all that you can get and hurt the other person it was interesting to see how that system can kind of corrupt some people who go into it with well intentioned mm-hmm. um but for me what really made it like real like stand out was just the performances from adam driver and scarlett johansson mm-hmm. um i thought adam driver especially stood out i didn't think scarlett johansson was great but i still thought she was really good uh and i thought laura dern brought the house if you will oh yeah uh, she in. does you know big dern fri- we're big dern yeah. heads dern down this podcast dern cast. Uh. Yeah, dern down for what? do you yeah. ever mix her up with lorna dune dude feel the dern know what i mean but so I feel yeah. like this is this podcast is going to take a left turn into just being about Laura Dern <laughs> as it should as it should. So, hey, real talk, though, we've been talking. I did have that idea of best thing this year podcast. Tell us if that's better. Also, Will and Alec and I were just talking about uh, a little woman podcast called Little Men. So maybe that'll make its way. Joey Brunner really wants to read an audiobook together. He'd be down. Well, we'll think about it you know again we have the clout there's way too many listeners for just one podcast so are are they though Uh, never mind we'll talk about that later (laughs) (laughs) the dozens um but hey i said it once i'll say it again it was a great year for adam driver yelling at women and this (laughs) movie is is high high up on that list i is also my number five i thought this was a fantastic thing yes if we uh will if if we had to describe okay mine's mine's it's it's higher for me. Mm, okay, I'm not, I'm cool. not dissing the movie. That's my interesting. Is that like I've got it higher on my list? Word. Okay. Well, oh, I was just gonna pose a question to you. No, nope. if- <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. It's my oh, turn to talk. Forgive me. <laughs> it was, Go if, ahead. If you had, if you had to describe this movie in one word, say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Sexy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See, My I God. said the F word. I thought it'd be funny if we both said the F word. Wait, what did you say? I said the F word. You just said fuck? Will said, yeah. Oh. <laughs> right? I feel like that's like how I, like, that's the emotion that, mm. sorry, mm. mom, that kept going through my head as I was yeah. watching this movie. Um, 
like again, Laura Warm, Lord, Warm, Lord, <laughs> incredible. Uh, but like, it's just is so brutal. That opening dialogue yeah. so brutal because yeah. it gives me hope because I want to root for them. Like, and there's just such a cool like, or not cool. There's just such a unforgiving aspect of divorce that I don't really consider mm-hmm. with this whole financial side. They're literally just like hemorrhaging money to try. They want to see their kid and be with their kid. Um, and like then that freaking whole argument scene where the I wish you were dead, like they still oh. love each other but they hate each other. That Incredible was the best scene in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I watched that last week. It is. I went to. I didn't even YouTube it. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's how committed I was. I was like, I'm gonna give Netflix another view. <laughs> and so I fast forwarded through and went to that scene. Seriously, that, that was like the stone on which that you know house was built, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. That was the biggest f word. Yes, that I said. Ugh. I will. I will say that the and I'll just say it now because we're talking about Marriage Story. And I don't want to hit it again. Is Marriage Story yeah. is my number three? Mm, okay, um, because it was so. It yeah, because it hurt so much, mm-hmm. and there were so many scenes. It being so relatable in yeah. those feelings that like just come up. Uh, the fight scene, obviously, that one fight scene. Uh, mm-hmm. The second extremely memorable scene was the when Adam Driver sings "Being Alive." I thought that was just oh, like yeah. random and really well done. Yeah. Um, Did you hear he was interviewed good. about that by Terry Gross? Yeah. And he like walked out, stormed because yeah, they wanted him to sing it. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. wild. Yeah, that "Being Alive" scene when it first started, I was very not on board with it. But by the time it was over, I was like, can this please keep going? You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. I was the same way. I was like, this is weird. I don't think I like this. Mm-hmm. And then just kept going. Uh, another scene in it that was really good is the knife trick scene. Yes. Uh, yeah. With his son. That was really, really good. And oh, all it was those, painful. Yeah. It was, the whole movie was filled with these scenes of interactions that every single married couple has every day mm-hmm. that go the wrong way. But yeah, it's preach. so relatable. <laughs> Shut tweet. Uh, it's like how like they could go one of two ways in every single fight or encounter, and and in this movie, it just goes slightly wrong every single time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know. I thought it was beautiful. It was, yeah, I think it was like yeah. I agree with Alec. It wasn't the the wildest plot, but incredible acting, and I think it was shot really well. Like they're like. There's like just so many physical barriers that are literally thrown between this couple and it's not cheesy, like closing the gate or talking through a wall or separated by lawyers. I feel like there's a a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah, and I think the biggest hit for me was at the very end when when they were doing Halloween and at the end they were kind of deciding, you know, who who does the son want to go with? Do you want to go with him tonight? You know, and it just kind of uh, reminds you that like, hey, this isn't over like this is just kind of yeah. the mm-hmm. beginning so to speak like you know for their son like his life henceforth is going to be like in a like with divorced parents like going in between houses and things like that um mm-hmm. so i thought that was really interesting that you know the, it ended but the story was obviously still going on yeah and yeah the last, like the last point i'll say and then mike you can say it, but the last point i'll say is the thing i found really awesome in that movie is it per, like the paint the picture it painted of throughout the whole movie they're getting in these screaming matches or passive aggressive fights and then mm-hmm. 
the next scene she's like cutting his hair or rubbing his back and even in that giant fight scene it's like she goes over to him and he's crying and she's rubbing his back so it's like that idea of love lasting uh, even though they're going through this awful thing that's pitted against each other i just thought i just thought it was great yeah yeah, yeah. obviously divorce is a major bummer that's the tagline of the movie, right? That's the tagline. <laughs> it's just <laughs> war, war. Uh, but <laughs> like I, I was so I found out I didn't realize Noah uh, Baumbach, Bauerbach, mm-hmm. Bauerbach, and Greta Gerwig were a couple, and I, you know, loved both their movies this year. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was good for them. Their, their stuff, and Noah had a quote. He said, "Endings don't have to be failings." And I really liked that because it is a terribly tragic ending, but it's also relatively happy in the same way, like yeah. where the movie ends. Because it's not what you want. It's the whole thing that you're hoping won't happen that somehow it'll work out, but it, it's happier. Right. I also, I really liked Laura Dern versus the spray tan man. I thought like those <laughs> were like the exact opposite. Oh yeah, Ray Liotta. Yeah, opposite ends of like the lawyer power spectrum like in their different they're just so opposite but so the same mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah cool Gosh. so okay I, i'll go to my number four even though i just gave my number three and man yeah. th- how alex said that like his top movies like his honestly it's like my three through up like three through ten i could interchange i'm looking at like my whole list i'm like man and i'm i'm one on this podcast to change based on people's arguments okay Uh, but i don't think i'm gonna i don't think i'm gonna change there's two okay so the one that i'm thinking about putting in i'm not gonna put in is last black man in san francisco i'm not gonna do it you're not gonna do it i I didn't see it yet i really like that so i have that that's like my top tier is my like top 11, which I really loved. And last black black man in San Francisco is at 15 for me. So it's in like the yeah. second tier. Still really good. I love. It's not my number four, my number four. I'm going to go a little <laughs> bit more fun, a uh, little bit more, you know, you know, just a little bit more fun. So <laughs> okay. this, this movie is, uh, the movie that I left the theater and I was like, that was maybe the most fun I've had in a movie in a really long time. Um, and my number four is Booksmart. Oh, man, I thought you might say something else, but yeah, Booksmart's great. So Booksmart, directed by Olivia Wilde. Um, what? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Is, it, it, like, the more and more I've recommended this movie, I have recommended it as go in, uh, think of a quick, really smart teen comedy, uh, think super bad, but when they use their cleverness within Superbad to, uh, through, like, dick jokes, uh, this is made through, like, vagina jokes. Um, I just thought it was a really good take. It, it reminded me a lot of Superbad, but when I left it, I, I... I don't know. I just felt like it was really topical. I felt like it was really funny. Um, I thought uh, guest appearances by, like... Will Forte and Lisa Kudrow were so yes, good. so good. And yeah. wait, is yeah. is that the parents? Yeah, oh, the Lisa. parents. And um, then who's the principal? What's his name? Jason Sudeikis, who is yes, yes, engaged they're, they're all great. to Olivia Wilde. I thought they were married. I think they're just engaged. Huh. Uh, 
Wait, but Will, it's so funny to me that you mentioned those two movies together because I they're both close on my list and I uh, liked them a lot. But my the thing that makes the movie is the best friends in those movie. Yeah, I'm such a sucker for like best friends that are so like wholly committed to each other. Like yep. the Bible talks about marriage. They're just like I'm I'm gonna die for you, man. You're my favorite. Yep. And those girls when they get out of the car and are dancing like just incredible similar thing with the guys in last black man in san francisco also both of those movies were on obama's lists for his uh, top 10 of the year so you and obama man you know me and obama (laughs) (laughs) more like no Uh, bama am i right oh wait are you not down with obama no bama boo i'm joking (laughs) i'm 100 joking <laughs> Will Obama protested cast. Obama's Netflix deal. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm a the, I'm a really big Mike Pence guy. <laughs> only, he's reasonable only because of his sexuality and how attractive he is. <laughs> not not his views on sexuality, his personal sexuality. His personal sexuality. We should I'm do hottest Mike Pence scenes. Like I've never seen the man wear shorts, but I bet he looks good in them. Dude, <laughs> top five hottest Mike. Pence photos is our next one. <laughs> get him and Bob Odenkirk together. Oh, Bobby O. Oh. We'll get into some Bobby uh, O. But, I'm sure later on. Yeah, Beanie Beanie Feldstein, the girl. I I finally mm-hmm. watched uh, Lady Berg. Yeah, Will, and she was in that too. And I was like, oh, I'm back She's in Booksmart. Really Another yeah. good best friend. She's got two great best friend movies. She she, she nails that role. Yeah, both she of does. Them. Dude, I just watched Booksmart literally over the weekend, and I thought it was solid. I, I I didn't have high expectations going into it, and I honestly I didn't love it. It's not like a top movie for me, um, but I definitely think they totally delivered on what they were trying to execute, and um, yep. yeah, just a fun flick. Yeah, cool. That's yeah, all I have to say about time. that. <laughs> That's all How I cool. got to say about that. <laughs> How cool um, were the skateboarding scenes in Last Black Man in San Francisco? Oh, my gosh. Alec, I haven't you got to watch yet. it. Also, when you go into that movie, uh, it, n- nothing happens. Nothing happens. Hmm. Um, okay. No, you, were, you saw Once Upon a Time. And you're thinking of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, no. I'm... <laughs> Dang it. Uh, no, so I, it's not, there's not a huge amount of plot, but a lot happens. It's very relational, very conversation based, mm. very well filmed. Um, mm-hmm. Highly beautiful. recommend. It's on, Looks it's beautiful. beautiful. Look beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. That definitely sounds up my alley. I'll check that out. Great fashion. Ooh. Yeah, great fashion. Heck yeah. And in both of these too. I, I like the uh I like how the, the kids look. It's such like a modern high school group in <laughs> yeah. Book Smart. They're so fun. When I watch okay. a high school movie, I just think about like, man, I'd get bullied by all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You'd be the good you'd be the, the kid who's like, uh, hey, I'll play beer pong with you, Bernie, and then you'd go make out with the other chick in the yeah, beanie. And then, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, Bernie Feldstein. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Sanders and Mike Pence are at this party and Will has to decide who to kiss. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, do we want to hit Alex number four? Yo, it's your boy. Okay, number four. Uh, so my number four, again, just to restate, this is kind of a, you know, a very nebulous phase of my rankings. Um, and I almost kind of begrudge putting this one that high because I wasn't all that crazy about it in general, but I thought it did so many things really well that I I have a hard time not putting it up there. So my number four is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Um, oh, the other movie about nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my pros for it, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt were both fantastic. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. So Leo is really interesting to me because I feel like if he's not doing his thing, it's very easy for him to just be Leonardo DiCaprio. But it's crazy to me how he's still able to kind of get lost in a role even though he's literally like the most famous actor on planet earth so like i think of when he did like wolf of wall street in this film as well like i didn't find myself just watching leonardo dicaprio like he was showing this really vulnerable like um you know just kind of broken dude which was really interesting and he played it convincingly Uh, and i thought brad pitt was just hilariously good um and the things that the other things i thought they did really well is just overall the the vibe and like the aesthetic and all of that stuff was i thought was just done super well like the colors were just like so rich like the music was great you just felt like you were living in you know uh los angeles during that time which i thought was a blast um the things because you did live in la at that time i know and i did a lot of drugs and i remember half of it but that's all right. And and you did know Chuck Manson, as you called him. Yeah. Dude, Charlie is honestly... You did his taxes. You lived with Dakota Fanning for that week. Yeah, me and Charlie Manson did a demo album together. Uh, didn't get a lot of airtime. Think about <laughs> uploading it to I, SoundCloud. <laughs> but... I didn't know the like history or that Sharon... Tate, Tate. And, and the Manson murders and all that was historical going into this. So I, I didn't find that out till afterward. But Yeah, yeah. yeah Some the, dark shit. I, I love what you said about getting lost in a role, Leonardo. That is the perfect characterization of Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie. Yeah, I thought, I thought he crushed it, you know. But the things I didn't love about it, like, I thought the, shit, the most egregious thing to me was the Sharon Tate storyline. Because I mm. felt like they were like really kind of like half pregnant on what they wanted to do with it like yeah they either i felt like they either needed to have her just you know almost be this mythical figure that you only every only see every now and then or they needed to give her an actual storyline and like character development and things like that and they didn't do either of those things i felt like they spent a lot of time with her and and focusing on her but they didn't really give her anything to do it was just like hey here's sharon tate like going to the movies which was fun to watch but it's there was nothing really compelling other than this sort of voyeuristic like oh what if we got we had footage of sharon tate at the movies or something like that um so yeah i don't think that's like tarantino's lost on that i feel like that's just kind of him doing his thing i would so this movie isn't on my list and it's because I, I, and it was really good. It was probably in my top 15 to 20 movies of the year. Um, but at the same time, as I was watching it, I just imagined like Quentin Tarantino in the back of every theater pleasuring himself. <laughs> like he liked this that, movie that so scene. much. He, he just like, like, oh, he loved this movie. Yeah. When Margot like, Robbie oh puts God. her feet on the seat. Oh, yeah, boy. Like, oh, my he God. He losing But it. it's not even, not even in like, a, not towards Margot Robbie, just like a, like, oh, I'm so good. Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, um, this has been yeah. The, the Amax and Joey and I. This has been a hot point of contention of because he likes it and the McConnells didn't. I feel like it's do you like Quentin Tarantino movies and mm-hmm. not the action parts, the part where it's a lot of people talking and acting really, really well. If yeah. you do, then this is a great movie. Yeah, yeah. But and the he, the best part 
I, that ending scene, that was wild. Like Good when he wild. hits the girl with the dog food can, oh, I was cackling. And then the flamethrower, absolutely incredible. And then yeah. afterwards, when he just goes over to their house for drinks, <laughs> unreal. Yeah. yeah, that part was heinously fun. Although I did feel like it was kind of tacked on. Like I didn't think there was much justification, like story-wise, for those sort of plot threads to converge like it seemed kind of arbitrary of like oh he just happens to be the neighbor and they just happened to change their plans to kill him instead because he got kind of frustrated yeah. with them for parking in his driveway um so I, I didn't love that. that you're hmm i i just feel like there's i feel like there's not much of a story here so like it's just it's just more of an environment that we're just watching. It's like Quentin Tarantino set up this old ecosystem really well. Yeah. And so like I'm not worried about the lack of plot driving forward because I feel like there wasn't much of one. No, for so. sure. For sure. But I did think he did that super well of like creating that world yeah. and, and just having it totally. kind of be oh, yeah. fun to exist in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that the four spot for me. Like I could watch if uh if Brad Pitt and Leo were just Twitch vloggers. I could just watch them <laughs> hang out and do boring stuff. It would be very entertaining. Yeah. Their relationship's great. Also, how about that uh, Brad Pitt parkour we got when he's climbing on the roof to fix that antenna? Oh, yeah. With the shirt off. Badass. Can't hate that. Hell yeah. You know? Yeah, but in the working man's gloves. Good Seriously, scene, though. No dog food can. But no yeah. way. No way, Jose. All right, Mike, what do you right. got in that four spot? Yo, it's your boy, Editing Mike. We had a small technical flop, and we had to cut, and I thought I would seize that opportunity to come in here and be real with you all. The number four that I'm about to announce, I've since seen it again, and I love it so much. I really I bumped it up to number two uh, retroactively. Sorry, sorry if that's a lame thing to do or announce, and you don't care, uh, but I will take this time to also note that I'm going to include the google sheet with all my rankings of the 2019 movies i saw in the show notes at the bottom please send me yours i love reading and talking about this stuff all right cool since i already broke the natural cadence i will leave you with this fun conversation that followed up after our troubleshooting uh yeah thanks love you come my lady come come my lady come come my, lady. my butterfly, my butterfly. <laughs> sugar shake uh, also right, nobody Mike. told me Shakira was in the halftime show I would have watched <laughs> no one <laughs> nobody, nobody told, told me yes <laughs> I gotta watch it on YouTube after like an idiot <laughs> what were you doing yeah. last night what were you doing during the, the halftime show <laughs> <laughs> you wanna know yeah. what I was doing hey Mac and I went down a YouTube rabbit hole I watched a 40 minute video on the Chaco Mountain N64 Mario Kart speedrun history <laughs> <laughs> about like how the, the, the 20 year history of breaking that speedrun record for Chaco Mountain there is on Mario Kart 64 there is one video and it was you last night that is it no there's so many <laughs> uh, but yeah so next time text me if Shakira's doing anything guys uh, I'll give you please. a buzz <laughs> if she's doing anything Laura Dern yeah. watch Shakira okay. watch um, <laughs> I need Google alerts for both of them. God forbid Laura Dern and Shakira are ever in a movie or music video. Oh my God. Can you imagine Laura Dern doing Hips Don't Lie music video? Oh boy. Uh, bye well, bye. So, my number four. 
<laughs> uh, wait, I need I need to introduce my number four without you All laughing right. so I can cut it seamlessly after the time when I brought up the here, audio I'll, potential. Here, Mike, issues. I'll introduce you. Hey, Mike, what's your number four? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we had to cut. We had to cut. So thanks for that really organic intro, Will. Yeah. My number four is the aforementioned Little Women. Ooh. The other half of the... Uh, powerhouse couple T- with tiny ladies tiny girls are what we love and will and i did an entire episode on this if you want to hear us talk about that you can go listen there but let's just touch on the high points like we said it was so endearing and cozy and wonderful to live life with these people the one scene uh that i like that i feel like encapsulates my experience is after they get home to the party uh from the party and Lori is sitting there watching the girls and the camera's just panning to each and every one of them and you know Lori is falling in love with this space with this family and he just like wants to be a part of it and and sees all these girls and is just uh enamored and I feel like I'm watching them mm. with him in that moment yeah. and then cuz up to that point I'm still learning kind of what is this story it's moving qu- quickly but from there on uh it's it's just incredible uh, as somebody who's no stranger to hopeless romanticism or family you know, get dying to bullshit illnesses, I feel like there was a lot I could relate to amidst all the fun and goofs and cheesy stuff. I thought it was incredible that Will and I both assumed we were ranking five girls last week and both picked the same one as number one, even though some might not consider her a little woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, where I feel like Star Wars had three movies to like show me what characters were like on the inside and they still had to self-narrate everything they did. This movie was one movie. It moved so fast. And just by letting me watch them live life, I could like know their character and their feelings and their motivation as I saw them live life. Or dare I say, as I lived life with them. <laughs> Fuck, that was beautiful. Bravo, that was all, dude. I, was like, I have no comments. That was very well said. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I've got I've got Little Women a little bit further down in my list, like still to come. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, hit it. Dude, I don't, should I we just talk about it? I've got little. It. I've got Little Woman in that two spot, number two. Ooh, oh, second yes. favorite film That's of the year. Dank. Like, That's my goodness, God. like, like I was pretty. I, you know, going into it, I was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I've, I've seen this story before. I was actually in this story in high school. Play Lori. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Oh, you'd be such a good Lori. Oh my god. You know. Yeah, so, you did. Who, who did it better? Me, Timothy Chalamet. I don't know. Yeah, he's a bitch. <laughs> oh, shallow who? He definitely oh, borrowed a god. lot of choices from my performance, but we won't get into that because you sent because you sent him the VHS <laughs> numerous times. I ripped the VHS to DVD and then sent that. You know, it's just, uh, <laughs> but no, dude, Little Women. Oh my gosh, like. I feel like every other scene, I was about ready to cry my eyes out. Like, yes. Oh my God. Like, the film was just so unabashedly optimistic and positive. And I felt like it was just such a breath of fresh air in an era where it feels like every TV show is like gritty and cynical and nihilistic. Like, it was just Mm. so refreshing. And so it was like the opposite of that. Oh my goodness. Like, just proudly the opposite of that and it was just like drinking a glass of life you know it just like you know, went into <laughs> yes. my heart and soul and just like fired me up I was like you know wanted to call my parents afterward you know call my sisters <laughs> and and just check in like 
And it was just like, my goodness, like, and going in, like, I had heard all this talk of, like, Greta Gerwig being snubbed, and I was kind of like, well, I mean, you know, Little Women's Story to- this She's been told a lady. Before, but oh! <laughs> I was like, come Got on, her. after all. <laughs> just a broad. Oh, yeah. But like no, a- after seeing Little Women, I'm fully on the Greta was snubbed train. Um, because mm-hmm. she just made that movie come to life in such a way. Like, you can do Little Women and have it suck. As someone who is in a version of Little Women that did, yeah. in fact, suck, I know yep. it when I see it. And she crushed it. <laughs> like, there were just so many moments that were, like, pure movie magic. Like, when Joe and Lori were dancing out on the porch, like, like I almost cried oh during God, that part. Well like, just the Dude. music, Ooh. what they were doing with the camera, the acting, it was just so perfect. Uh I, I don't I know like, if I've... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, 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 see, I have, like, dreams about living in a world where it's just assumed that everyone knows this elaborate choreography to all these fancy dances. I wish we as a society still operated like that, where that was the norm. Well, I think we do. It's just now, like, you know... The uh, wobble. Soldier boy. <laughs> the ch- <laughs> cha-cha slide. The wobble. Yeah. Oh, God. But, yes. And I'll, I, I love everything you said. I'll let you f- keep going, but it's more than a whole glass of life. It is the... ALS life bucket challenge of of life. It's you're getting dunked. That's what I thought of when you said that analogy. Oh, 100%. Uh. I, so I'm, I'm going to throw in one thing I didn't care for. Um, the only thing in the movie I did wasn't really crazy about was um, I didn't really care for the ending. I felt like I, I appreciated mm-hmm. the way they tried to bring in... Um, Oh my gosh, I totally forget the actual author's name. Um, but the author's Louisa kind of life. Yeah, Luisa May Alcott. Luisa May Alcott. Yeah, I liked that they kind of brought that in a little bit, but I felt like they kind of sacrificed the true ending as a result of it. I felt like they kind of tried mm. to have the ending where Joe doesn't end up with him and have the ending where Joe does end up with Bear. And as a result yeah. of it, they kind of got neither because after that scene where the, it was kind of like this meta commentary and it was really funny but after everything that happened after that i was like okay is this actually happening to the march sisters and like i realized you know it's a story within a story hmm. but uh, but also yeah. I'm, I'm here for the story about the march sisters so that didn't really didn't really hit for me but there was just that's, so much that was good about the movie that's so interesting to me i just got the book and the i'm gonna watch the old movie because I don't, this is my first Little Women experience. Ah. So I don't know what it's supposed to look like. Also, again, I said this last time, incredible job telling this in time jumps. I assumed yeah. all renditions of Little Women were like that because it was straight through the uprights. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I the, thought that my was least so. favorite part was the greenhouse joke that uh, whatever Meg's husband makes. What was the greenhouse joke? There's also a lovely greenhouse when, like, they're falling in oh, love with yeah, Lori's house. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. And, like, <laughs> I just look at it. It's like, you're a nerd. Uh, you're a nerd. But, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah great film. Yeah. And I love think, the best friends in uh, Booksmart. Love them here. Yeah. Love a good family. Shazam, favorite part of Shazam was the foster family. Um. Um, not on my list, but <laughs> no. better than I thought. Uh, one yeah. more thing about Little Women. The scene where Saoirse Ronan is up in the attic with Laura Dern, and she's just talking about how... You know, to, just talking about women, but also this like tension of, you know, the tension between just like wanting to stand out and wanting to do her thing, but also feeling very lonely was just like, I don't know, felt really, really powerful. Yeah. And it, ugh, she just crushed that. Conversations like that make the Hallmark moviness of it okay to me. Like, ugh. it's got 
the perfect amount of holiday cheesiness cheer, mm-hmm. but it's grounded by those conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one other thing. And I could go, okay, I'm I'm gonna say one more thing because I could go for hours about Little Women because I thought it was so good. Go for hours. I think part of the reason Little Women works so well is because it's not like you know blind to the struggles and hardship of the world like it's literally set amidst the the civil war is the backdrop to this story you know like one of the sisters passes away in like a terrible unexpected way like it's it in no way ignores the hardships of life but um just reminds us how to like you know overcome them and and power through them and things like that I'm excited for you to listen to the Little Women episode I posted today in which Will calls Beth a dumb bitch. (laughs) (laughs) My God. May God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) Will also says that he wishes that Joe March would have gone to the front lines instead of Bob Odenkirk. And I literally would pay thousands of dollars to see that that spinoff. Like Josephine March versus the South. Like, can you imagine how badass she would be? Dude, we need oh, to make Little Women God. 2000, where Joe March takes on the Taliban. <laughs> 2000. The, ta- the Taliban. She, she, it's like it is Little Women, but it's also Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> Dude, I got uh, I got Zero Mike Thirty as a Twitter handle. Never used it. I never uh, used it. <laughs> <laughs> but my you're, favorite joke you're sitting on I, gold <laughs> yeah you know how many i got some real good jokes guys and when people ask me this for the time i go like yeah it's about uh 12 dark 30 <laughs> <That's really funny. laughs> my god it's not a good joke <laughs> Wait, do you guys want to know my best joke i'm spoiling this i'm not gonna be able to use this with my friends though best one in my arsenal is when people ask me what size shoe i wear and I go. Who is Man. asking that? <laughs> what do you go to, to shoe carnival? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go in there every day just to lay this hot slice on them. I just say, "Men's or women's?" <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> that's <laughs> legitimately funny. Yeah, that's I should have waited. I just didn't know the next time you guys were gonna ask me. I've been waiting twelve episodes or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. good god! Joe sp- March, come fight ISIS! All right, what's what's <laughs> next? Right. Is already, my, wait, is it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's back to, a- it's oh, back to Alan. Yeah, I did Yo. marriage story for number three. Alan, who's Alan? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, who's Alan? Alec is Alan. It's your boy. Uh, oh, is that like Shane? Is that like calling Sean Coon Shane? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, I, I didn't know that, man. Oh yeah, dude, I'm glad that we're not as good friends, but I'm really glad I got invited to your wedding, dude. Absolutely, man. I'm glad you were there. Seriously. Dude, I hope you get invited to mine. Dude, absolutely. Yeah, if not, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be you there. you get invited to mine. <laughs> At least I'll be in the catering staff or something, so don't worry. Okay, yeah. so so number three for me. So this is where it gets kind of into my, like, the rest of them were kind of like, I could take them or leave them, but the top three are like, these are the films that are going to, like, kind of stay with me. Um, so in that three spot for me is 1917. Mm. Uh, Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought 1917 was so, so good. The only thing I really knew about it going in was that, you know, it was kind of focused on kind of, you know, one plot. And I heard it was kind of like a, the one shot type thing. Um, but I mean, you know, the, the cinematography was just like 
so fantastic and i think going along with that the production design was just unreal like all of it just looked so real and visceral and just like you know the cinematography did exactly what it was trying to do which made you which was making you feel like you were really on this journey with these dudes um which was just so so cool um and i think the thing that above all really made it stand out to me were just the themes that that were just reinforced all throughout and i think just really encapsulate world war one in general of it just being this pointless war of just like like this you know I don't this grand political like dick measuring contest, you know, and I think (laughs) that was really like reinforced both through um, I can't remember the Blake through Blake's death. Like I thought really reinforced that theme along with um, the the kind of monologue given by Benedict Cumberbatch at the end. I thought that theme was just so, so strong and just really took it to a new level. So 1917 really, really hit hard for me. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was my number two. So that's perfect. Mm. So I'm coming up here. So my number two is 1917. Oh, wow. I loved how, uh, so the two main actors, the George McKay and Dean, um, Charles Chapman. Yeah. There Michael Schofield. Um, it's the movies focused on them. Right. And they're both, they've both been other things, but this is definitely a movie that is a grander scale. Um, than More anything they've been in, but when they would introduce, when anyone would come onto the scene, when there'd be a new character introduced, and it was always someone big, like a Richard Madden, a Benedict Cumberbatch, a Colin Firth, Andrew Scott, I thought was so good in this. Mark Strong. He was awesome. Um, and it, But the nice thing about it is like those are like maybe the five or six top British actors right now, and none of them stole the movie. Yeah, they're um, so small parts. Yeah, like, and even the, like there's so many movies where they introduce a side character and they're like, oh, that was the best part of the movie, but they did a really good job at having them have roles, having those roles be important, but not to like steal the movie from those two actors. Yeah, yeah. couldn't couldn't agree I, more. I re- Megan, my wife, for for the listeners, um, like going out of the movie, like she's a film buff as well, and she like didn't even realize that Colin Firth and Andrew Scott were in it, you know, which I think just yeah. speaks to the ability that both the actors had and just the way the movie was done, that they were able to just kind of disappear into the scenery and just seem like a part of this struggle and not actors in a scene. Yeah. I saw this one in the front of a movie theater and it was effing terrifying. Oh. I like <laughs> that, like a couple legit big jumps. I, it was, I was in world war one, everyone's favorite war, like Alan <laughs> or like Alex said, uh, but like the rat thing, the rat oh, jump got gosh. me. Uh, and the, you guys, you know, you nailed it with the incredible cinematography in a movie. That's also got a lot of other things going for it. The one shot thing was incredible. I I didn't know that was a thing. Like uh, I found out after that it was in the the marketing and whatnot. Um, but like we, I was just having a conversation about doing a list wars episode on best long shots and talking about like just a bunch of different long. And then like I start looking like 15 minutes through, I'm like they haven't cut in a while. And yeah, that was just really wild. And I think it wasn't just done as a gimmick, but like no. you said, advanced everything they were trying to. It's not. To it's show. not James Cameron like inventing a 3D camera and then everyone <laughs> forgetting about it like a year later. 
This is like <laughs> this. This is something that is like beautiful and well done and makes sense to do. Mm-hmm. Like James Cameron made Avatar and was like, everyone's gonna go buy a 3D TV tomorrow because <laughs> I made a movie about the Navi. It's like, nah, nah, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. A few poor souls did. (laughs) Uh, The the tension is nuts, though. Like, it's on from the second he wakes up uh, Blake or the other guy from his nap, Schofield. And then, like, there's all these little, like, gross, uncomfortable things that just kind of tack on the tension as you go. Like, that first barbed wire cut and shoving his hand in the the German. Yeah, you, Um, like, feel that barbed wire cut, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of Germans firing from the hip. One too many in this movie. They should probably just like use these sites that we have. Get take the red dot sighting or site from your stormtroopers. Am I right? That's a joke. Yeah, yeah. a lot of stormtroopers in this. So one. that barbed wire scene, um, it's it was reminded me, and this is funny, but the the scene in home alone where marv steps on the nail oh mm. yes it's the same scene in my mind it's, it's like you <laughs> see yeah. the needle you see it go into the hand and you're just like oh. yeah oh. Oh. did you guys see john wick three yeah no. no the knife the knife straight into the eye yep that was rough yeah Oof. yeah that's a little more bombastic setting so i don't think it hurts quite quite as much no. but <laughs> grosser uh, that this one like surprised me enough. Like it did enough different things from other war movies. Yeah. Mm. Like that it it wasn't what I was expecting, and there were just like plots. Of, like I didn't expect that guy to be dying so quickly. Yeah. Uh, and the, that whole stab scene, the plane scene, incredible. But then him just turning around and seeing uh, Blake be stabbed. Pulled a pulled a Beth nuts. Marsh. Am I right? Yeah, I just <laughs> that checked dumb out. Bitch. <laughs> could, could couldn't even make it through the whole movie. Idiot. Oh my God. What an idiot. Yeah, oh. back, to, back to Beth. Like she wasn't even in a war. Like like he was in a war. Like he had a weakling. Like she couldn't even make yeah. it through just she, living. She died helping the poor, like an idiot. Like cool. a fool. I, I, uh, I also donate to the... UNICEF, whatever. <laughs> uh, you'll see me dying of scarlet fever. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the guy who dies singing John Denver in Kingsman 2. What's the actor's name? Uh, <laughs> um, Pedro Pascal? Oh, uh, Pedro Pascal's yeah, is that, great. Is that, no, no, not, that's the Mandalorian. The guy who's... Yeah, uh, he's in, in the movie. Oh, no, no that's, but, uh, that's guy... Diego, Diego Luda? <laughs> Yeah, is who's, that the guy who's, who's in 1917 who's heading the battalion that like finds them? No, it's Mark the, Strong. Yeah, okay. Mark Strong. Mm-hmm. Him okay. and his army, like, where, like, how did they, like, there's like a thousand dudes just suddenly behind this barn where they're like where the plane crash happens. Yeah, that yeah. seemed a little strange. To me. Well, I thought yeah. there was a little bit of time for that to happen, um, but but yeah, there were there were some things that were a little you know suspension of disbelief type thing. But. Yeah, I only I only like super real movies. So yeah, this is off. Like freaking give me Avengers <laughs> Endgame. I want reality. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, I'm just uh, saying if yeah. there were superheroes, that would it would realistic. It would be know? that. It would be that. It would be that. <laughs> and I would and I would be Captain America. It would be me. Yeah. Uh, and realistically, I, I know how to use all the lightning with Thor's hammer. Hell yeah. yeah. I've practiced that in the shower. <laughs> 
Dude, one more thing that stuck uh, with me from 1917 was just like after Blake died, like I feel like any other movie, most other movies rather, would kind of like, you know, just he's dead and then you cut away. But something that stuck with me was that, um, you know, Schofield had to like carry his body away and like be with yeah. his dead friend. Like, like that to me just showed me a side of of war that I don't think we typically see in movies. Like maybe you, we see a little bit of that in something like Saving Private Ryan. Um, but I think typically you just cut away from that. And I thought it was really powerful yeah. how they didn't. Um, so that was yeah. cool. Slow death. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was going to let the attack proceed at the end. And Me then too. we were going to get this, like it was all for nothing moment. Yeah, yeah, but it was cool how you still kind of had that it was all for nothing moment. Um, yeah. yeah, people still know. died and ran out there. Yeah, yeah, and with Benedict Cumberbatch's line of like, you know, next week it's going to be in order to, you know, uh, run out there at, at five or whatever. I don't know the line, but that was the gist. But yeah. yeah, no, that was it. He said next week at five, right after NCIS. <laughs> <laughs> TNT knows drama. <laughs> Yeah. TNT knows drama. <laughs> TNT knows World War One. <laughs> he said next week. He said, "Yeah, next week at five, four central." <laughs> uh, okay. NBC's number turn? one war. <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> NBC's number one war. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah it's, so it's it's all you, Mike. What's your yeah uh, that and. I had 1917 at in the 10 spot of the ones I oh, still wow. love, but like really the, there's these, this whole list I was fighting tooth and nail, like my six, seven, eight, I all, I all love, but uh, number three, the top three is it's hard to discern. I love them so much. Number three for me is Ford versus Ferrari. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Did you guys both see that one? Yeah. I did not see that one. That was the so only, that, uh, or go for it. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say that's like the one of the movies that I liked way more than I expected to this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. I just Christian Bale's a go actor for me. Matt Damon is up there still. Um mm. but I I saw Ford V Ferrari, I was like, I don't care about racing. This looks like a dude movie. I see it's much more than a dude movie. It's like a you know, it's a relationship, like they've got some big name actors to win some awards type movie in retrospect. But it is yeah. so good. My roommate when he got back from seeing it. He said it perfectly. This movie does such a great job in making you root for people or want to root for people or root against some people. And, yeah, I just got so much more than cars out of it. Incredible casting. Bale and Damon, they're dynamite. And, like, I like how there's a lot of layers to the relationship. Like, again, I love best friends. They're they're joking and joshing, but then they also just, like, legitimately start fighting each other. Yeah. and. You think they hate each other. I f- yeah, I felt like it had a lot of really good... It hit a lot of really good sports movie tropes, but didn't do them in a very tropey way. Oh, absolutely. Um, where it fe- it feels... Like, and I love I love a good sports movie. Like, two nights ago, I watched Miracle. Yes. Um, oh, great movie. Um, Michael Ruzioni. Time. <laughs> uh, so, I think I, I love sports movies, but and I, I feel like so often they're very, like, Disney-produced. Like, you can... You know like the points of the movie where they're going to do the big speech and there's going to be like the nemesis and all this stuff. And um, I felt like they hit all of those points really well and didn't like beat you over the head with it. Yeah. Uh, And it's just like such a good, there's, there's 
it's not the classic feel good story like you said not table trope and then there's just so much of the people you want to win getting robbed but then there's also yep. time to celebrate but then as soon as you're celebrating like the man comes in you know and puts him down and it's yeah. just it's really easy to get riled up and into it it's like it's not one pitch there's a lot of highs and lows but it's such like a fast movie uh no car pun intended like even the there's two grocery store trips in this movie and they're both very exciting uh and filled with a lot of tension (laughs) my favorite part is when matt damon and christian bale are fighting and like with the groceries he just came got and and he (laughs) matt damon grabs or shelby grabs the can and instead of hitting uh, Christian Bale at the can he drops it and picks up the loaf of bread, bread and just yeah. starts wailing on him with a loaf of bread like Robert Pattinson with the seagull in the lighthouse yeah, yeah that stuff like that's great uh, he's Christian Bale is the man best action hero of all time he's great physical actor got a got a good swagger to him in this one yeah I will say that like we were talking earlier and I didn't bring up this point then but I'll bring it up now we were talking about Leonardo DiCaprio and how and I'll make this claim as well. It's like people like Leo and I would put like Jennifer Lawrence kind of in this category as well are both like incredible actors. And I like almost everything they both do, but they've kind of got one note mm-hmm. that they play even in. I feel like that's unfair because I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio is so famous because if you take yeah. the Revenant and you take Wolf of Wall Street, I think he's almost too big. So like it's hard for him. He like goes like the lengths to get like into these roles and i just feel bad because i'm like oh no that's leonardo dicaprio every single time but christian but the opposite is christian bale yeah is like unrecognizable in every single movie he does yes so true when he was dick cheney when he did like the machinist batman uh, Ford vs Ferrari, like American got, Psycho, also, American Psycho, even something like, like the Big Short, like he just, yeah. like, oh yes, know, he's a chameleon, you know, crushing it on the drum set in that one, yeah, yeah, so good in that. He's really good, sweaty. He's nice. great, sweaty. Uh, <laughs> I think, top, I think, top in this, ten sweatiest boys <laughs> in Ford v Ferrari, he does a great job doing something that's hard, and it's like he uh, is so arrogant and confident and it's so hard to be so likable and that confident it's kind of like a han solo type mm. deal like yeah. he's got this uh you know scoundrelness to him but but we love him and we root for him scoundrel also, the heart I, of gold yeah i i love that the revenant exists like leonardo dicaprio couldn't get an oscar i just picture him on that like Cut open the fucking horse. I'm climbing inside. I'm going in. Yeah. <laughs> Leo, you don't need this. It's not in the script. No, do it. I'm in. Do you, want me to, uh, do you want me to eat the fucking horse too? I'll eat that horse. Huh? I'm already just, in here. Like, I picture him shooting a real horse. Yeah. Dude, Leo, we, you inside. cannot kill that horse. What like, are I'm going to kill it. <laughs> we will legitimately uh, lose like 40 grand if you kill that horse. Yeah. And, and I know uh, you've got it. Uh, wave the checkered flag on the Ford v Ferrari talk. Sorry to spoil it for you, Alec. No, no, no. I no. didn't know it was historical. I had to go Google it after. But I, like I said, they always kind of rip the rug out from under you. When he dies at the end, I that was. I thought we finally made it, and that just crushed me. The conversation with the son at the end. Matt Damon is yeah. incredible. I think like really phenomenal performances in a movie that I was expecting like 
to be into the car action or whatever. Yeah. Mm. But again, all about this this dynamic duo on the screen. Also made me hate Ford for a Ford movie. Like, yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Well, I, I already did my number two already, so I feel like I haven't talked in a while. But yeah, Alec, to you to number two. So I already did my number two. two. Little Women. Oh, Little fuck. Women. Mike, back to you. Yeah. All right. Keep number the mic two. train going. And so this was, I had this for the longest time under Ford v Ferrari, and I watched them both again in the last couple of weeks. And it's just a freaking symphony. And my number two is Parasite. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yes. Um, and that movie is just like something else. Mm-hmm. It is so, you know, it's cinema guy over here. This is the one we call cinema, right? Right? Did you, yeah. you guys saw it? Yeah. So, Parasite's, Parasite's, Parasite's my number one. Ooh. Okay. Looks Parasite's like I don't get to go again. Looks <laughs> like no, Will's no, off here. the table. Sorry, right, Will. Uh, no, let me, uh, let me dump you off a... Let me dump let's on do me. A fle- yeah, no. just dump on me. <laughs> let me take a dump on your chest, idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. Man, you took it to is another that, level. Isn't that a great character? That's my character who dumps on people's chest when they don't like the right movies. Oh, is that what you uh, no, I say, let me let me dump it off to you. Let's run like a little flea flicker. So I called Hike. I'm gonna pitch it to you, and then you can throw it to me. Talk so about I'm, it. Yeah. So I'm the running back. I'll be um I'll be Marshall Jerome Bettis. Okay. R- Raheem Mostert. That makes me Kurt that Warner. That was good. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. So Parasite. I watched this a few weeks ago. Um. I thought that if Oscar talk, which I'm not a huge fan of, I always watch, but I don't really like Oscar talk. Oscars are fake. Hate Oscars. They are. For your dog. Yeah, I had a dog named Oscar growing up. He's dead now. Thanks. Um, (laughs) So if 1917 is probably going to win Best Cinematography, because it should, right? Mm -hmm. It was incredible. If it didn't win, Parasite should win. I think Parasite should win. There's a few shots within Parasite that are so good. Number one is when they're pushing the... If you've seen Parasite, you'd know this. If you haven't seen Parasite, this is useless to you. Um, Wait, hold on. Before you say anything, I just want to say, this is the best movie to go see without with knowing just the title. No, no. So if you haven't seen it, it's truly worth it. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's worth saying. This is is the only one I would time code um, is for Parasite. So... They're pushing their house floods and they're pushing the uh, uh, mattress and the kids are on it. And it's like this aerial shot of them. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. The other amazing shot is when the kid sees the ghost and it's just the man who pops up on the stairs. You see his two eyes. Yeah. Just eyes from hell. Yeah. Haunting. Oh, my God. Um, But overall, that movie was incredible. It made I had no idea where it was going. Um, I I had the idea of like this is where it could go and once they introduced a few key plot points I was like yes it is definitely going that way and it did but it didn't go in the way I thought Um, the daughter in the movie uh, who plays the tutor um, was scary as shit Mm. Uh, the dad was kind of lovely and you wanted to like him and he was very working class uh, it was just it was a gross movie with like a a twenty one year old in love with a fifteen year old and it yeah, was also like a scary movie and a suspenseful movie. 
Um, it is in subtitles, so you have to read a lot, and I'm not a strong reader. Uh, so <laughs> I'm glad I, you persevered. I really, I really don't know if I got most of the plot there, but um, I think I knew what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because so it was written I, in English at the bottom of your screen. Yeah, but once <laughs> again, helps. not a, not a strong reader. Uh, so yeah. no, it was it was my favorite movie of the year because I think it's the movie. It's once again one of those movies that I wouldn't recommend to everyone. I'm not going to go to my in-laws and say, "Yeah, you should watch Parasite," um, but it was mm. incredible. I'd go same, to your in-laws. Same director as Snowpiercer, which is one of my favorite foreign not not foreign films, but foreign-made films. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh. I just thought it Wait. was really, really good. Well, okay, I want to talk about Parasite a lot more, but that's interesting because I I thought Snowpiercer was kind of lame and was really surprised when I found out it was. Bon Jung who bon, I always miss his name up. Bong Joon Ho. Uh Bong Bong Joon Ho. I yeah. And so Nailed I've seen it. a couple. I saw uh Okja, Snowpiercer, yeah. and the really old two thousand three Memories of Murder. Mm. But um I did not love Snowpiercer, so it's interesting that you really like that one. But to each their own. But Parasite, I think, is far and away better than all of those movies. Yeah. Uh you brought up basement guy. It's just like I don't, you, you constantly, you never know where this is going. It's constantly unexpected. And it just like, that is recursive for the entire film. It just keeps getting weirder and weirder. And I was like, Oh, is this a, this is a horror movie when I saw the title. And then I was like, Oh no, it's not. Oh, maybe it is. Oh, who this lady's at the door in the rain. Like from that point on, the tension just keeps like, Yep. They're just ratcheting it, ratcheting it tighter and tighter, and yep. it really hits like a sprint when the family's coming home and the old housekeeper is climbing up the steps and that big kick and she rolls oh, dude, down. Oh, dude, she just freaking Bruce Lee the street. shit out of her Yeet. down yes. the stairs. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> and like so, it's weird and intriguing enough, just like because of how strange and how much tension it is, but like. Then there's like a lot to to think about after with like who is the bad guy you know what does parasite mean who are the the parasites here because it's kind of everybody at a different time like there's yeah. so many times where it's like there's like a lot of like commentary on class and stuff mm-hmm. in this yep. mm-hmm. and like there are literal physical classes above and below each other like in the house yep. or when they're like hiding underneath the table and then there's like the there's a secret lower class in the basement mm. also when you watch it again. Every time the lights turn on as Mr. Kim is coming home, that's just haunting because, yeah. like, you know, it's just some dude pressing that. Uh, a lot of insensitivity toward Native Americans, but, like, I think that's, again, just playing up, like, <laughs> that, that's no, that's seriously, like, I, that's no, kind was. of a lame joke, yeah. but it's, it's actually yeah. playing up the separation between these worlds and how blindly naive and insensitive these upper class are mm-hmm. and, like, even without the ending, I think it would have been an intriguing film and it's shot and moves and sounds so well mm-hmm. that it would have been a great watch. Um, there's there's like a great YouTube video breaking down Parasite's Perfect Montage, it was called, like the the few-minute montage where they oust the previous housekeeper. It's yeah. just so well shot. Yeah. Um, but So even without the crazy ending, it would have been a, a good movie. And then when it just turns it up to 11 with people exploding in that party the ultimate dichotomy of the poor and the rich and the yep. clean and the the messed up mm-hmm. that was really wild yeah i really dug parasite i won't say too much on it it was my number six and i debated putting it in the four or five spot but 
Um, I, yeah, I think I'm comfortable with it in the sixth spot. Um, the things I really dug about it, um, just the whole rain scene, I felt was so, so compelling. Yeah. Like, I think yep. my favorite scene of the movie, uh-huh. or shot of the movie, rather, was um, the daughter sitting on the toilet as oh, just toilet. all of that, oh, you know, just sludge is getting just, like, blasted out of it. Like, that was just both comedic and, like, haunting. And it. I feel like that shot really encapsulates all the things that Parasite did well, like, Yes. At the same, t- at equal parts, you know, funny, equal parts haunting, equal parts sad, you know, um, and then contrasting that with the car ride the next morning where um, yeah. the oh mother of the family is talking about, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so glad we got this rain. Like that to me was just like so beautifully mm-hmm. done. Just I, I thought, you know, there were all these different kind of pictures they painted of the difference between class. But I thought that was the most poignant one. That something yeah. as simple as rainfall, like, is totally different for two classes of people. I thought that was super, super compelling and really well done. They're literally swimming in shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Cool movie for sure. And and spot on about the the cinematography. I thought it was great. All right, Alec, what's your number one? All right, coming in in the in uh, at that number one spot. I don't know if this will be anybody. I guess it, it might still be Mike's number one, but it's one we haven't seen yet, which makes me a little worried that you guys might not like it. Uh, but in the one spot, I've got the Irishman. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I want you to have your, I want you to have your platform. <laughs> All right, so go. so here's yeah, what I liked about the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> and go. Snooze fast. Go. No, I'm gonna take a nap. Okay. So here's what I dug. Okay, here's what I liked about the Irishman. So honestly, I mean, well, maybe, maybe I'll start with the things that I wasn't crazy about, and then I'll get to the things I like. So I will agree, there is the potential for it to be inaccessibly long. It is real damn long. Um, and oh, yeah. some of the young scenes with De Niro don't really work, but both of those things I was able to kind of, <laughs> kind of get over. Um, but for me, so I watched the Irishman blocked out like half a night, you know? Uh, and like for the first three hours, I was kind of like, okay, this is a good movie. Um, you know, everything's been executed pretty perfectly. I mean, Scorsese's a master. Um, but after at the three hour mark, I was kind of feeling like, okay, <laughs> but I have I feel like I've seen this movie before. You know, I've seen Goodfellas. I've seen, you know, Casino. Yeah. Like I don't think this is really adding anything to the gangster movie sort of like uh cinema um I don't know, locker. So, yeah. all that being said, I felt like the final 30 mo- 30 minutes of the movie just like took it to a, a completely new level that I wasn't expecting at all and just cemented for me it just being just like a really fantastic film because you know we've all kind of seen the gangster movie we've all we it, there's one that comes out every single year and we've all probably seen Scorsese gangster movies which are like the creme de la creme of gangster movies but I felt like this one is something that's never really been done before with a gangster movie which was just examining okay when all the quote-unquote fun is over when all the quote-unquote like you know flashy mobster stuff Uh, goes away what do these dudes lives actually look like and i thought that was super super compelling just seeing robert de niro just grow old with no one who loves him no one who cares for him just falling apart as a human being both spiritually Mm -hmm. emotionally physically 
I thought that was unreal. And it just like left me, you know, thinking about mortality, obviously things of that nature. And just, I felt like took all stripped all the glory away from like the gangster lifestyle. And it's something they did throughout the film as well, which was personified by, um, not personified rather, which was shown, um, whenever they would introduce a new character and they would show their cause of death, they would pause and like say, you know, this guy got shot in the face, you know, in his driveway or something like that. I felt like that theme was so, so important and really, really strong and just really done beautifully. And all of that is without mentioning the fantastic performances. Um, I thought De Niro was great. Obviously, a lot of some of the making him younger things didn't really work. Like when he was beating up the guy on the street yeah. corner, that was like, ugh. He still, why did we... that, he still has that old man face. Yes. Just like superimposed. Like... So he's got like that big head. <laughs> it's impressive. But when Joe Pesci says like, hey, kid, I'm like, how old is he supposed to be? He's, he's 40. Are like, they a sport? Like, is, is he supposed to be yeah. 25? Oh, my yeah. God. I, I will concede uh, that, that that did definitely didn't always work but uh but i thought so much was so well done like i thought joe pesci was so fantastic in this oh. movie in like the, the, you know the the, the, the pesciator yeah the, the pesciator just just brought the house and it was just such an yeah, understated like subtle performance but it was just so like i don't know imposing and you could, he was powerful without being like you know a big swinging dick or something like that. Now that I've gotten two swinging yeah, dick well references out there. Um, yeah, but yeah, you. so so I, I'm a bit of a Scorsese stan, but really, really love The Irishman, and I'm interested to hear other people's thoughts. I will say, um, I'll go next. So I didn't hate The Irishman. That wasn't like, I'm not anti-Irishman. Mm-hmm. Um, I've recommended it to people, and I've kind of described it as, like take Goodfellas, take uh, The Departed, and kind of strip away uh, the action, strip away the parts of the where it feels like really intense. Good parts, and then you've kind of got the, <laughs> the things that make it fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, but everything everyone likes. I will say that the 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 part of the Irishman that I really liked was the last twenty five minutes. Mm. I thought that was incredible. I thought if make that push that forward an hour mm. i would have loved that movie look at like dive deeper into the deterioration of uh, robert de niro's character like hit it harder and mm. i just it was just a lot of filler for me and mm. a lot of misused people like harvey Keitel is in it kind of right yeah yeah he was definitely underutilized and almost distracting in that way. Like if that had just exactly. been some other actor, it would have been like, okay, well that's that guy, you know, but because he's yeah. Harvey Keitel, you almost expect him to have a bigger part of the story, which is an interesting yeah. commentary just on yeah. how, casting in general, you know, and the yeah. effect. There's that enough big guys in this. I don't need them all to, there's, there's enough strong roles and actors. Yeah. And that, that's, 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 that goes back to like how 1917 did it so well. Where like people were in it, and then you kind of forgot they were in it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It just it just felt like people like Anna Paquin. Um, uh, who else was in it for like a Martin second? Lawrence? Martin La- Martin Lawrence. <laughs> um, absolutely. Sinbad. Sinbad. Luke Wilson. <laughs> Yeah, Rebel Wilson in 1917. <laughs> Rebel Wilson was very understated in 1917. <laughs> yeah, but great in Jojo Rabbit. Which... Great in Jojo Rabbit. 
Um, uh, but it's just wild to me that you can like I agree with yeah you know, the last the end is good the best aspect of this is seeing the before and after parts of De Niro before and after the mob but it's just insane to me that you just said yeah about at the three hour mark that's when you're gearing up for the part where it really gets good like that's insane like <laughs> yeah I feel I, that. I, I, I was I was along for the ride though. Like I feel like this movie yeah. was kind of made for me, you know. Um, yeah, I probably would have been on board. Did you see it in a the theater? And no, I watched no, it no, I watched it Netflix. Home. Yeah, if I I think that hurt it for me probably. So that's maybe on me, but like, it's a lot to pay attention through. I fell asleep the first time. I probably started it through too late. But yeah. this was low on my list with an asterisk at first, and then I made it through, and I did think there's a lot to enjoy here and a lot that's well done and we goofed on the de-aging and aging but it's still really impressive most of the time yeah because it works when he's trying to play like you know 40 or 50 you know yeah obviously when they were trying to do like 30s it didn't really hit but um yeah (laughs) yeah i just didn't know what age he was supposed to be some of the time which is hard for sure but like even when they did the flashbacks of like the war and when he's supposed to be like 19 or 20 i'm like what i know it was like can we just get a younger guy for this part it's okay just go for it (laughs) yeah for real get harrison ford to play him young (laughs) wait (laughs) get christian bale to play him young (laughs) no get christian bale to play him old Christian Bale could do it. He could do it. Christian Bale could do it. Yeah, he can. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I mean, speaking of, what's the guy who's in all the Simon Pegg movies, all the Edgar Wright Cornetta trilogy? Nick Frost? Um, The guy with glasses? Yes, Nick Frost. Wait, Nick Frost. Simon Pegg? Nick Frost did a fantastic job acting 30 years younger in Jojo Rabbit this year. Did you guys see Jojo (laughs) Rabbit? That's what Robert De Niro should have done. Like, I can't imagine the months of transformation that went into that workout to look 30 years younger. But uh, they cross crossed it. Did you that see your, that, Alec? I did not see Jojo Rabbit, so the joke that is was, lost on me. That was, great. that was, look up Yorkie Jojo Rabbit. Type okay. that in to, to your Google up. machine. He looks exactly like Nick Frost. Oh, boy. And both kids in that movie are great. Normally, kid actors aren't good, but... I, yeah, that's not my number one. I, it's my number seven. I oh, love yeah. Jojo. Wow. Um, <laughs> Mini Nick I Frost. Yeah. <laughs> Will, Will did you, I also I hopped in while you were talking about the Irishman. Do you have any other thoughts or no. bows to put on this yeah. one? No, I've got. I I liked it. I've recommended it to people. Um, I recommend the Irishman to the people that I don't recommend Parasite to. Mm. Interesting. Wait, what? Okay. Just because, I, like, The Irishman is, like, really good for people who, like, like good movies but don't want to be, like – the word isn't challenged. That's not the word. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think this movie was, like, hard to watch because of, like, the content. The stay awake uh, challenge. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> hey, yo, this is Mike. I'm about to do another stay awake challenge here with The Irishman. No, I, I, I hear what you're Just saying. Just took a couple though, melatonin. Yeah. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Like, like, The Irishman, other than the last 30 minutes, I don't think it was a film that was really trying to, like, you know, it, 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 I think challenging, honestly, is a good word for it, you know? I think Parasite really was both trying to challenge things in terms of genre and in terms of, like, you know, social commentary as well, whereas The Irishman is just kind of like, hey, here's a story, you know? But 
I hear what you're saying. I, if that's what you're saying, if I'm not. Yeah, it is. That was, that was, that was, you said what I wanted to say, which is cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I had, uh, I had the Irishman at a, at a solid 26, right above Brad Astra and right below Good Boys. Oh. Just very different <laughs> movies. <laughs> both, both good. <laughs> All right, Mike, what's your uh, number one? Number one. I'm so happy that uh, you said The Irishman because now it's time to buckle up and go to the theme park. My number one is, is Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Oh, I knew it was going to be Endgame. Suck it, Scorsese. <laughs> he does hate Endgame. <laughs> no, he doesn't hate it. I watched him talk about that after the fact, which like I don't even care. Like Before I watched that interview, I couldn't have picked him out of a crowd. Like I, He's... I don't think what he says needs to be taken as, as too powerful. Yeah. Like that's just everyone's yeah, entitled to their bitch. opinion. Yeah, he's a punk bitch. <laughs> shit on his Add chest. him to the list of punk bitches, along with yeah. uh, Dean Charles Chapman and uh, the Donald sit- Gleason and Donald Gleason. <laughs> Honestly, oh, I, I, I love I, lo- I love him. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, About Time was so good. AJ recommended that to me. Did you about Time is great. Yeah, I, I love loved about it. Time. Dude, next time um, we need to do top five punk bitches. You know, I would love to. <laughs> Who did we give uh, crap to for dying earlier? Beth. Beth. But, no, but someone in this episode, Dean Charles Chapman. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. 1917. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Nah, dude. I, uh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. She's good. Emma Watson is nice. We'll, we'll you like her. the way her face looks, and you want <laughs> your face to touch her face. Also, and that's the why worst like part. Her. When I was listening, first of all, I I don't I can't listen all the way through to edit these, so mistakes more and more are gonna show up. Because it's hard for me to listen to myself. But, like, when we're talking about actors in the Little Women episode, I don't know what this means, but I say, oh, they're a good face actor. Like, that's not commentary <laughs> on somebody's acting ability. But, like, in the moment, I'm thinking, like, they're great this at conveying. So smart. They're great at transitioning and conveying things and looking natural with their face. But, like, I said, like, like Keanu Reeves is a great body actor. Like, oh, I mean, watch, she's such a great face actor. But, like, I keep saying, like, that's not. I don't know what that means, but at the same time, I do. Uh, All right, so going to Endgame. Endgame Endgame is phenomenal. They landed a 757 on a grain of rice. Like, it's it's remarkable. So ambitious. 20-movie culmination, just torrents and torrents of fan service, time travel, Infinity Stones, which are the worst plot device you could ever have the courage to include in your movie, and all that, and it's not too confusing, it's not too predictable, it's it's not perfect, but it's still, like, so much better than any mortal man deserves. I don't think I will ever have a more powerful cinematic experience in my life. I don't think we'll ever have anything that compares, because I just don't think we'll get 20 movies of an arc that, that all, with no flops... That we get to grow up with, and Thor that two. just uh, I, I don't think it's a flop. I don't think it's not great. a flop. It's not good. Yeah, um, Iron no Man flops. three. I like so Iron Man. 3. Ma- there are some it. things yeah, I like did. about Iron Man three. Freaking Irishman <laughs> watching douche. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, punk bitch. Yeah. Iron Man three. Yeah. So the Iron Man two three are rough. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. Hey, Adam Sadak said he was upset there wasn't enough war. That we were all too friendly by the end. That we need to get angry. Okay. So here we are. Everyone's a punk bitch. But wait, let me just say, like I, I mentioned this when we talked to MCU Avengers. Closest thing I could remember was when Aragorn says, you bow to no one at the end of Return of the King. Mm. As far as the movie moment, I'll remember the theater. But this, like, that portal theme 
when everybody yeah. comes together at the end. It is a fan service parade, but unlike Star Wars, which I still like Star Wars, it's just it's absolutely perfect in doing that. Yeah. My jaw-dropping movie moments of the year are Captain America grabbing the hammer yep. and Keanu Reeves showing up in Always Be My Maybe. And it's just like maybe I think it's got the best score in an Avengers movie. It's it's heartbreaking. I cried. I I loved every bit. It's rewarding for the fans. It doesn't like cater to those who haven't seen all the movies it's got a bunch of fan service but it's like i don't know it's not like explained over explained or over obvious Mm. and the oscars are fake af and i don't care about them this should win best picture there should be nominations for rdj and people in this i think it's i don't know how the oscars work or everything but it's wild that like i don't know what it's just a comic book popular thing so they're like no I, i don't get it someone tell me if you're the oscars if you're will's dead dog write in and explain your award <laughs> ceremony <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know how I it works. Of it. go for it yeah yo i was just gonna say I, you know i'm not huge on well what, what did you think of avengers because i'm not crazy about the avengers in general but if you are a bigger fan mm-hmm. maybe you should go first yeah so i i do love like comic books uh comic book movies and it, honestly if you even like the avengers in any way or kind of nerdier movies you should listen to the weekly planet it's super good it's so good all all 11 of you listening it's a really good uh <laughs> podcast nice. so you should listen to it they're australian but i think this movie and i'm pretty into all of that uh it was, I, I agree, I went alone to a full theater um, on, like, the Monday after it was released, and there was multiple times where I teared up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, It was just, it felt like a deep breath um, after waking up. It was just, like, this, like, sigh of relief, like, thank God it went well. Um, and it was just so good. There were so many scenes in that movie that I just loved. Um, the one, I just actually watched it like six days ago. Um, and the one scene, the one moment that I was like, dang, I, I like, I know why they did it. I liked that they did it. No, there's two. I know why they did it and, and liked kind of how they did, but could have done better is when okay. the port, the portal scene, when they're all coming out okay. and one of my biggest beefs in, in all like kind of action or war movies is when like the the guy is giving a speech to the whole army and literally five people can hear him. <laughs> like like the, yeah. the plot to the movie 300 is a guy telling a story to 30,000 people and like yeah. 15 of, I'm like, yeah, talk louder. Um, and he, and so Captain America says like Avengers assemble, but he whispers assemble and you're like, yeah, they don't need to, but how do they, they all got know comms. charge? AirPods comms. They're talking all day, man. Every single one of them have comms. Every Wakandan soldier no, had a comms. Also, like that's just—it's just so silly to be in that weeds at in the, at this level. I know. But I know. Even, but it's, I've even watched that movie like, three times. If he just said it, and the two guys next to him heard, it, it doesn't matter. As soon as someone sees one guy start running, they're all gonna start running. So that's that. I can hand wave that yeah. all day. But yeah, so that, there's that scene, and then when all of like the female Avengers just like fight at once, I'm like, all right, like that is the most egregious like. We didn't need this cheesy fan service bit, but it's still like at that point they've yeah, won me yeah, over so much. I know, no, I'm cheering for movie. everything. I love the movie. I'm not the against portal it. moment. No. That I when I I listen to that soundtrack at work a lot, and when the portals theme comes on, I am losing my mind. It's yeah, yeah. For me, I kind of like I've never been able to kind of get into the flow of superhero movies. Like I've probably seen 
maybe four or five of the Marvel movies. So I And when I've seen them, they just haven't really hit for me. And not that I don't like them or I don't think they're good. I just don't think they're for me personally. Um, but I think what Marvel has done with these movies is kind of unprecedented. Like, to be able to yes. string together, what is it, like 20 movies or something like that and build together like a coherent storyline. And like you said, Mike, they really have not had a flop. Like, Dark World was not good, but like still it did well and it wasn't like anything like DC is created, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, and they even just, made a joke about it in this one. Did they really? They kind of laughed. Thor had to explain the plot of Dark World and it was like a joke. <laughs> yeah. Like they're so self-aware. Oh, they do a great God. job at improvising with what they were left with. But yeah, but like to be able to do all of that, like to have characters coming in and out of movies, like that is just so cool. Like they literally managed to put comic books and what people love about comic books on screen which is just you know it's unreal and not yeah. to be a little bitch but as someone who saw their own favorite sort of like fantasy series come to a, a screaming you know burning halt uh, in game of thrones <laughs> like oh, no. i have to respect being able to end something well um so yes. the fact that they were able to do that in a way that wasn't like because fan service isn't the issue it's like doing it well you know and kind of doing that balancing act and based on mm -hmm. you know what i've heard from the people who really dig avengers they did that really really well with this so it while it doesn't have my love it has my respect not that they need my Ooh, respect okay. but no they do I, they, I just want to say, like, you were in Little Women at Batavia yeah. High School in 2000, yeah, let's I say, was. eight or nine. Yeah. You better, you better, yeah. you bet your ass I was. I got to track that down. I mean, dude, dude I've got a yeah. picture on my phone. I was going to post it on my Instagram dude, story, but show me so that I can confirm how derivative Timothy Chalamet's performance was of your own. Oh, dude's a, a literal uh, thief. Yeah. And I just, I just want to hit it again. Like, saying they ended it well is just such an understatement. I don't mm. think we'll get anything like this because even if they nail it in series two of the MCU in another 20 movies, which odds are that's never going to happen. No. It just won't be as good as this because it won't be the first time it's ever been done. Like nothing yeah. will come close to that level. And I I kind of just gla glossed over it quickly, but doing time travel and infinity stones and all these things that should never work in a movie and making them work well is incredible. Like I remember seeing just the infinity wars on like the timeline for the MCU and thinking, but how like, and this is how it was great. So Alec, have you found it? Yeah. I'm sending it <laughs> to you right now. Oh, I mean, I yes. can, I can filibuster about Avengers. While you so as we, as it. we filibuster some more, something that actually I really want to do just cause I want to get this out there is really quickly. I don't want to talk about any of them. I want to, maybe like one sentence on each. I want to do 10 through six, like Ooh. literally nothing else. That's all I want is to do numbers 10 through six. Um, yep. Is, you is that fine? Run through them. Okay. So I'm going to run yeah. through them real fast. Uh, Mike, you hit it earlier. Always be my maybe, Ooh. maybe the best romantic yes. comedy of the yes. last few years. So <laughs> yes. good. Watch to watch I it two nights you. ago. Um, no, I, I hug you so much. Yeah, it's so good. Freaking Randall Park, my boy, Randall, Randall Park. Bounce back. So good. Like a tennis ball. Bounce back. <laughs> that song's legit like, like slaps. Ball. That's a good back. song. So, Pretty much uh, any ball, but a Then it goes Endgame, uh, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, Last Black Man in San Francisco. 
Oh, nice. All right, Alec, do you have yours or do you need a sec? I, I do. I got them right here. So for me, number 10, Midsummer. <laughs> I just, I, sorry, I just got the picture of you. <laughs> you didn't post, you texted it to him, put it in the Discord. I it, no, I sent it to you too. I, it's on my phone. I, I can't. It's hard oh. to get it over there, but I texted. You guys are texting the, during our podcast. Some of us said our phone. Do not all the girls oh behind you. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> is that I, dead Beth? Oh, is that mean? I just no, made that was, high school uh, girl. Yeah, I, I it'd be too hard to explain what those girls are doing. So. You actually look like Timothy Chalamet. In Dude, this. he looks like me. Let's let's get that. You're let's right. not get that twisted. <laughs> Gosh. Also, Dude. what a name, Chalamet. I know Timothy. Also, Chalamet. Lady Bird. I didn't know it had the whole cast. It's the dad is the wonderful guy who plays the. I know the, book company. the publisher. Yeah, Tracy Letts, yeah. if you will, who's also a great Dude. playwright. Oh. But I hope Greta keeps making movies with them. I know Greta. Uh, Greta kicks ass. She all the actors in her movies do super well. But all right, sorry, I cut you off. Midsummer okay. so is number, number ten. Number ten, I got Midsummer. Uh, number nine, The Lighthouse. Uh, number eight, It Chapter Two. Um, Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I've really fell in love with those adaptations. Um, number seven was Joker, yet, which I don't think I've seen anywhere. Mm. But I really, Joker did it for me. And then number six was Parasite. Did not do it for me. Yeah. Uh, oh, six Parasite. Hang in there. Okay, so I posted my full list to you guys. If oh, you can click it. that doc, if you ever want to watch it. But my, oh my uh, number six was I still had Rise of Skywalker up there just because being in the theater for Star Wars is always going to be the most hyped I am. Like you mm-hmm. only get a finite amount of those in your life. Cherish them. Knives Out and Jojo Rabbit. Those I've been swapping. Fantastic. Uh, Monos Spanish movie. Oh, dude, I saw the trailer for that, and that freaked the shit out of me, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, okay. It's very good. Like, it, like, it, I felt captivated as the, I don't know, that seems like too positive. I was gripped watching it. And then 1917 at number number 10. But I, I, Jojo Rabbit, I think Scarlett Johansson wins my actor of the year for Jojo Rabbit, Marriage yeah. Story, Endgame. Mm. Uh, and just, I want to. You guys, everyone should see Knives Out. That's, I think, the most watchable movie of 2019. Like, I would see that with my mom or my dude friends or girlfriends. I think kind of like John Wick is a perfect action movie, the first one. Or it's like the perfect revenge action movie. It's perfect for what it's trying to do. Knives Out is a absolutely perfect, like, murder mystery horror. Like, mm-hmm. it's not groundbreaking, but for what it is, it's pretty darn Yeah, perfect. it's good. Yeah. Dude, somebody yeah. spoiled Knives Out for me, so I feel like I can't see it. Because literally the fun of a whodunit is that you don't know who done it. But now I know who done it. So I can't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. That's Seriously. A bummer. Goodness. Uh, so do we wanna do we wanna get into I really don't think we're gonna be able to rank top five, but I mean, we could try. It's gonna be hard. Wait, hold on. One more. I know sorry, do you need to leave? Or No, uh, no. I just wanna say because we're we're this is gonna be long anyway. <laughs> Tell, Midsummer was that high for you? I didn't I love was, it, mi- but but here's the thing: like I, I just didn't love that many movies this year. You know, like like honestly, there were only three movies this year I would say I loved, which was The Irishman, Little Women, in 1917. So everything, wow. honestly, after three is kind of that's wild a wash for me. I don't know, maybe that's cynical, but I don't. I, hmm. Yeah, I just like it's. It's good acting. I I I liked Hereditary so much more. I so think that's I. a good horror movie. Yeah. Maybe I just it's like this one's like a good movie at like you feel uncomfortable for a bit for the whole movie, but like I don't know. Is Did I also saw it wasn't for me. What's up? Go ahead. I saw this anime movie last week called Weathering, Weathering with, with you? you. Yeah. I just saw it. What do yes. you think? Uh so did you see your name? 
No, I didn't see that, but I've heard I've heard about that now. Uh, so I won't spoil anything. I would. So the reason I went and saw this is because I liked your name so much, mm. and I think it looked and felt very similar to your name, which is good things because both movies are beautiful and have great characters. But I feel like it was so similar and just had a worse, much less interesting plot to me. So because I was comparing it to this thing I loved, it fell a little flat. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I thought it was fun. Like I've never I seen s- an anime movie before, so that was cool. Mm. Uh, Mike, I see on your list you've got long the long shot, which is Charlize Wait. Theron and yes. uh, dude, Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. That's an underrated romantic oh, comedy. Oh, so much! Now, like you I, love I, it. I, yes, I feel like that, that and always be my movie. I feel like I I never think Seth Rogen's funny, and I never want to see his stuff. And then every time I watch something, I'm like, this guy's hilarious. Why do I not think he's funny? And yeah, that is a very underrated comedy this year. It was great. Good year for rom-coms. All right. I feel like we've lost. I, I have derailed us in this, and I, I apologize. No, it's good. That's okay. I'm just, um, I just can't wait till you guys want to talk about The Lighthouse, and I can list you 45 better movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's right, <laughs> the Lighthouse and Midsummer are right under Hobbs and Shaw for me at, like, 45 <laughs> on the list. I got them separated into tiers. My goodness. Uh-huh. Do we want to try to do a, a master list? Is that even possible? We have to. We have to try. We, do you want to just talk about it, or do you want to go? Let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. Let's yeah. just go for it. Yeah. Let's just do it. Go for it. In I what, feel like in we should way? start with just, one, though. Like I feel like we need to yeah. start with one and work from there. Okay. Right. End game. Thoughts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bad start. Bad start. Uh, Talking from our list. If we if we bring in the top ten, I feel like Parasite is. Like a shoe in for number one candidate. Also yeah. feels weird to me that I feel like oddly mainstream about making like a Korean film our number one. <laughs> oh, Isn't we're that so... weird? Like I think Parasite, yeah, because you guys have it one and two. I've got it six. I think it's probably cumulatively the highest one. So I'd feel yeah. cool with that. What about why, marriage why story it... at four? Guys, I'm not done talking about Paris. Nope, you're done. We already <laughs> talked about bring, it. Why did he bring the rock to kill the, the people in the basement? Find a better murder weapon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh you mean yo, oh, you mean like an 80 pound rock? That's not a good murder weapon. No, it's not. Yeah, it's <laughs> so freaking, unwieldy. Oh, uh, that it's other so guy didn't have pro- that other dude didn't have a problem with it. He smacked him in the head with it. Yeah, well, Dead. that basement dude's insane. He's got little baby boy arms. It really took me out of yeah. it when the rock showed up. I agree. That was weird. It's <laughs> when the rock shot. <laughs> Like I know he's in everything these days. But. I, yeah, and I and I know he was smelling what the rock was cooking, but like, <laughs> and uh, in, in isolation, gosh. he did do a good job. But still, you know, either way. <laughs> so, Marriage Story right. at so four. Marriage Story could be higher. That's I the only like one on all higher. of our list. Yeah, I okay, think it could be. I was trying to be diplomatic with it. I'll move it to fucking two. Yeah, let's all right. get it. I would well, fuck with I'm that. just gonna. Well, I no. I'll tell you. So, nope, you're yeah. wrong. Moving on. <laughs> okay, I'm joking. Go. I'm, I'm in so, no hurry. It's just like Endgame is such a is so much higher than all of these for me. I feel like, like so was that even in your guys' top tens? And is it just because it like it's not cool enough? Or eight. Okay, he's thank not you. In my top ten. Alex, not a, he's not a comic book guy. Yeah. But like, like I just I can't imagine ever being that hyped again and ever having something to deliver. I can't not put that in the top three and I can't like marriage story is fantastic acting, but it's such a small, like it's so much more. 
I don't want to say forgettable because Metroid <laughs> is very powerful, but it's just like not even in the same wheelhouse or same same stadium, same league as that's the word. Yes, yeah. end game. Same, not even in the same stadium. <laughs> huh. But we all have marriage story. What about thing. what about um? Sorry, I had I'm to saying it's my, not I'm all numbers back. and no, it's not all numbers. It's not like it doesn't have to be the math problem. Yeah. What if and it's what I'm, if we put little what if we put little women at three or two? I would I'd be cool with either of those. Again, uh, Mike, eat a dick. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sadak, this is for you. <laughs> my, Mike is number one <laughs> punk <at> bitch. <laughs> uh, like fantastic, lovely, isolated human. Peeks into real life. What are you talking about? I'm talking about. I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about marriage story and little women. But Avengers is is humanity like on the line against the greatest threat that has ever been posted. It's it's about, and we still get so much of that humanity, but we also get the we also get aliens, literal aliens, and it's like we we get everything. We get superheroes. We get it's they're all coming out of the portals. They're all fighting. When I love this movie, three thousand is what I'm trying to say. Like. Robert Downey Jr. realizing what he has, he could just settle and he risks it all. And he's like, I've got my second chance right here, but he, he doesn't have the heart to let everybody else stay dead. And he gives up like what he wants. It's like, there's so much going on. There's a lot McCann, going McCann on. Captain America grabbed the hammer. Did you not feel blood rush to your penis? And like, <laughs> I, yeah, I physically said I was making noise. I don't do that in theaters very often. I find that. I feel like that's a lie. I'm gonna put Little Women at three. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mike, we're trying to be diplomatic, and you are not allowing that process to. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to <laughs> filibusters for what is right. I'm trying to make my. Will, you can't please take the curse words out of the Google. Doc. Will is typing in the Google uh, Doc that Mike is a bitch. AKA the lighthouse. AKA the lighthouse. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, the lighthouse. Let's. Uh, oh god. Okay. Not good. So number four, what would we feel comfortable putting there? Nineteen seventeen? Avengers Avengers Endgame is so much better than nineteen seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put Avengers at five just to stop talking about it. <laughs> no, it's, it can't be number five. It's top three. <laughs> <laughs> I think nineteen seventeen rounds it out nicely in the four spot. Oh, but like, see, then I got so many movies that are better than that. Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Ford v. Ferrari. It was our three and two. And we didn't have Avengers even in the top five. I know. Marriage Story number two. Michael, this is my podcast that I I dictate every week. He found the one. I'm the czar. Because, like, this is the one, like, you know, I love ranking things, but, like, this is one where it's, like, I've been tacking movies on all year and, like, ranking them and thinking about them. I feel like here's where we might, we have room for conversation. Like, I don't think we just need to do it like a math problem. No, we don't need to do it like a math problem. Because these were hard, it was hard for me to rank my list. Mike, the Irishman is my number one, and it's not on this list because I'm trying to be diplomatic. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm willing to accept when I'm wrong. And I'm not wrong about me. But I may it might not be the best fit for the overall list. Okay. 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 I, or it's Maybe, telling hey, of the quality of the film if it doesn't compel you to die okay. on a hill for it. I got it. I got it, guys. I got it. 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 He's gonna take it. out the Avengers and make a will joke and put in the lighthouse. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be serious for once. <laughs> oh, thanks. 
I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> hey, you're really so, pulling on Amy. So yeah, I see why you like Amy. She's the I'm meanest gonna, one I'm in that movie. I'm literally gonna I'm gonna pull a Beth on you if you don't shut up. <laughs> you're gonna die. Um, you're gonna kill yourself. Yeah. Um. So I think we should look at this list as if someone came to you and said, "Hey, I like movies, mm. but I just woke up." from a coma hmm. and I haven't seen a movie since 1999 give me a movie I would not well, tell that... him the Avengers because he would be lost he wouldn't know yeah, any exactly. of them <laughs> he'd be like who are these guys there's, I feel like there's That's a lot of missing that's such a silly missing. question when nope, half the things that make Avengers great is all the lead up to it I would say the, <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic Universe I would give him all, all right, 20 let's, let's rank them in movies let's rank them in the order that we think Mike Pence would like the best yeah, there it is that's the tiebreaker can you can you give me Avengers at number four above 1917? I can't do that. I can't oh. do that. I won't. I would that. actually. I think. I think Avengers. I liked Avengers more than Little Women. I did too. So I think Avengers number three. All right. All no. Right, all right. What if we no. get? Wait, Alec, <laughs> I put my foot down. Nay. I have let this aggression stand unchecked for too long. I will give you Irishman. I will not give you Little Women. All right, I can't. Right. I shan't. I like Will's way of looking at different angles. Let's like let's keep throwing some things up the wall and see. Okay, what so sticks. what if what so, if someone had only seen Marvel movies and they're like, I like movies. What would we what would we put? <laughs> what, would we, what would we put, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> we put Avengers Endgame, Spider Man Far From Home, and Captain Marvel. Uh, but no. What, okay, so if, if all the Irishmen and, or, and all the Little Women and the entire British Army teamed up, their French Army from World War One, and they fought British, the Avengers, British. who who would win? I don't. I, I don't know. I think it's the Avengers. <laughs> so, we're, so we're talking about like, like, like I'm just trying war. to. We're looking at this from weird angles. Will gave a hypothetical. I gave one. They'd win in a fight. So therefore, I got another. You know, bullet yeah. point to my okay. argument. Who would get divorced faster? <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Pepper Potts. Here's the they got divorced question. before Adam Driver. And also, Scarlett Johansson is an Avenger. That's just an undercover like research task. She's getting intel on Kylo Ren in case those universes collide now that Disney owns both of them. That's an Avengers subplot marriage story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... I'm not gonna budge on this. I can't. I feel like the list is. I feel like the list is done. I think it's done too. I feel like we did it. I really and, did. And if if Michael wants to, I'm willing to continue to fight. But I'm telling you, I am unmovable. I have acquired a lot of mass, and you cannot move me. <laughs> you look really good right Been now. Cultivating Thanks. mass. Cultivating uh, mass. Try to move me. Try to move me. <laughs> you need to start harvesting okay. mass. <laughs> also, and like I, it's also really sad to me. It was, I'm coming around to this idea, but I'm just want to explore the ideas of being flexible and and okay. hearing what we love about things. Um, it's just a pause from this. Was Ford v Ferrari even on your radar for the top? Will did you not like that as much? No, I thought it was good. It was just like I watched it. And then I was like, that was a really good movie. And then I watch all these other movies and I rec have recommended those movies a lot more than I've recommended for V Ferrari. Interesting. That's like our go-to. We've had people at our house. Like we've had like seven different groups of people oh, over to watch. Yeah. Ford v we've Ferrari. got, yeah, I've got a lot of friends like, uh, <laughs> freaking God.
We get it. Freaking strong flex over here. Yeah. <laughs> friend yeah, guy. Real strong flex. Friend, okay. friend guy. Jeez. Uh, Rub it in. Um, I think we've yeah, struck a good it, balance. That, FVF's great, though. You should go see it. Like, I had that at number two for until I watched Parasite recently. Dude, and can we talk about Parasite what we already know is going to be the best film of 2020? F9. Oh, I dude, F nine. Did you see? The, did you see the trailer yesterday? Yeah, no, it was, no the, spoilers. Um, it was no Kanye. Spoilers, man. Yo, wait, Kanye West <laughs> is in it? No, but it was oh. it was from uh, Jesus is King. Dude. Oh, dude, what really? really? Mother of Love is back. My yeah, favorite oh, Kanye so West good. song right now is "Never Let You Down" off College Dropout. That Ooh. song is a banger. I don't know how I never like loved it growing up. Yeah. College Dropout's um, a great album. But my my list for 2020 is two movies. At the top is Taylor Swift's Miss Americana documentary. Mm. And number two is Weathering With You. Weathering With um, You is great. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. You, real, you should watch your name. Really, really jazzed about the Top Gun movie, Maverick. Oh. It looks so good. I haven't watched any trailers for it. I'll have to peep those. It, it looks so good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I talk about it too much. It's not a weird gatekeeping thing, but I seriously think everyone should try going a year or a, you know a little bit of time going into movies blind, except for the lighthouse. It's always it's just like, <laughs> like seeing seeing Thor Ragnarok and like not knowing that Hulk was in that movie, and then when he comes out, like that's just awesome. Not knowing Laura Dern was in Little Women and her opening the door. It's just like so much room to be like easily impressed by things, but then to be because like every movie inherently has to give away some part of the plot in the trailer and a lot of them like the big set piece twist even if it happens early is still like how they convince you to see the movie and they give away a lot of stuff yeah, uh, yeah. but just worth considering everyone should do what they enjoy i know i know watching trailers is also really fun i dig that um but right. yeah this this movie these are very good movies on our list you guys while i was impressed with 1917 things like jojo rabbit and knives house and fvf i, I liked more but yeah. I can I can accept this. You really want to put Avengers below 1917? Yes. Oh, it was two for Will. Okay, I guess I forgot how high Will had it. Yeah. Because Will likes Avengers too. I, I, I guess do. that's that's the pool that that's the bed we've made and we better all get in and spoon in it. Hell yeah. Right? Better be a water bed. All right. I'll I'll read. Are y'all good? Do we are we ready yeah. to lock this in? Feel good. Lock also, it. I just was gonna raise my power gem. That's something I've said on this podcast before to lock it in. Uh, there's a really cool scene in Jojo Rabbit where she makes the like Star of David like symbol like it's a laser she's blasting him with like do yeah. do it's really cute. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, these are your top five movies that came out in 2019. At number five, oh someone must have flipped this list upside down because they have it at number five. But we'll just I'll keep reading. <laughs> Is Avengers Endgame something that will never be topped? Number four <laughs> is 1917. Number three, Little Women. If you should see this, and then you should listen to last week's episode, uh, and look out for our Little Men podcast on your horizon this June, um, May Central. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was that hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and man, okay, two. no, 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 no. Let's stop. <laughs> All right, so let's deconstruct that joke because it really was comedy gold. Uh, and I don't like doing this, and I really wish that you didn't 
uh, laugh and say, did you like that joke? But now that you did it, we're in it. <laughs> saying, <laughs> saying that the month coming this June, May Central, <laughs> is maybe the best joke <laughs> that could have ever been said. That is a good I'm joke. I'm the right. most vain human ever. It's shocking that people listen. Does it's it so? It's so vain to make a podcast. Does it top the men or women's shoe joke? That's the real question. <laughs> that is a classic, man. Oh, oh my god! You can. Okay, number number two is Marriage Story. <laughs> oh, it's a another, worth the watch. It, it's it's. I feel like every married couple should watch that together. Grueling. Um, <laughs> we did and it was my friend drew who i mentioned earlier in the podcast he said he watched it with his wife and after they watched it he turned and said hey let's never get a divorce it sounds like a real hassle and uh yeah that's true um number one greatest movie of 2019 also worth the watch go in blind if you haven't seen it parasite parasite correct, correct. okay um do you guys, I got, I, do you guys want to close the show and go to bed? Do you want to take a, you know, musical interlude break and play a game? Or instead of playing, I've got a real quick game. Or we can, like, give out some fake List Wards Oscars award. I'm legitimately fine with all three. Bed, awards, or game. What do you want? Al, I'm personally I'll, leaning I'll, towards the number one option as long as, but, okay. uh, but I'll go yeah. with the consensus. No, let's. It's it's easier for me. It's nine thirty. It's late for you guys. So let's. Uh, yeah. We, let's close her out. I think we hammered this one good. I could talk a lot more about these movies, um, but but yeah. Send us your lists, everybody at home. Also, if you guys have your whole list, send it to me. I love just like ranking these throughout the year. You should do this with me this year, and we can compare our lists at the end. Um, but yeah, send in what you like. We'll we'll do some more math and see what List Wars Nation thinks. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Write in listwarspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Alec. You are beautiful men with beautiful hair, and you both could play Timothy Chalamet in my personal Little Women. Thank you, man. Oh. Uh, Cool. We'll uh, we'll catch you next week on List Wars. It's not next week. It's like two weeks probably. Bye. 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 Good job, guys. Okay. Check. Check. Not peaking. Cool. I already did that in high school. Right on. Dude, you did, man. Oh, All right, got uh, we're gonna that clap got at twenty forty in five <laughs> seconds. Really got me. Clapping. Where? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Forty. Okay, never mind. Twenty forty-five. Okay. <laughs>